checking levels here. All right, so I am getting the information over war- to Ward so we can uh, get this podcast episode going. Top Plays Podcast. Here we go. Um, the first thing we need to do, uh, and, and Ward isn't here, and it's okay because he told me about this part already. And uh, he had a ticket tonight for Frank Turner and the Bouncing Souls. It was a, a show in, Ohio, in um, sorry, Florida, and he wasn't able to go to the show. So um, we're gonna gonna offer up a moment of silence for his unused, unsold concert ticket. Um, so yeah, if you if you'll just join me, we're gonna have about three or four seconds of silence here just to pour one out for. Uh, Homies concert ticket. All right, thank you for that. We uh we have a uh, now. Yes, yes. Honored. Thank the you. wasted concert ticket. <laughs> yes, so wasted. I was looking back at my like ticket info. I bought those back in March, and I just... I remember when you got it because you were really excited because you've never seen the Bouncing Souls and you exactly. talked about that hoodie that you bought from them. Yeah, so I was so stoked, and it's just far enough away that I don't trust my car, and so really, it's I slept on it. It kind of snuck up on me. I was I kept thinking, I knew it was near the end of June, but it just kind of snuck up on me for whatever reason, and so then, like, this week, I've been trying to find someone else I wanted to go. And I just never yeah. could. I tried and tried, even today a little, and it just what even like giving the concert ticket away too, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, if you're willing to drive, the ticket's free. And uh, and then I was going to try and sell them just to get my money back on like StubHub, but what I realized was uh, the not only was resale for them because Ticketmaster sometimes you can resell your tickets, but it's up to the yeah. venue. Resale was not an option, and then neither was transfer of the tickets. So I didn't have a way where I could have transferred oh, wow. to someone. Now I wonder if it was because I didn't try that until yesterday. I wonder if, like, maybe four or five days ago, if I had looked, maybe it would have been an option. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean. One would imagine, though, you could get them up because I know that um, – and I just happened to be going through Instagram today, so that's the reason I, this came to mind – is uh, years ago, uh, the like a Saturday going into a Sunday, so it was like 2 in the morning Saturday, um, I decided to go to a Black Keys concert. It was uh, Black Keys and Arctic Monkeys. And yeah. my friend worked midnight shift, and I was like sending him a text. I was like, hey, you want to go to this Black Keys concert tomorrow? <laughs> he was like, yeah, let's go. So I was like, all right, sweet. So I bought a ticket like 2 a.m., so – Nice. It seems kind of weird you couldn't sell it, you know, even up to the, yeah. say, four or five hours prior to the show, maybe, or even a couple hours prior to the show. Right. Yeah, for whatever reason, the option on the Ticketmaster app to sell the tickets had grayed out. And for for listeners, what we're talking about right now on the Top Plays podcast. Oh, I told them already. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say it again. I came yeah. in rolling. I, I went before you while you were joining. I was like, "This is going to be great for the moment of silence." <laughs> yeah, I heard you say "moment of silence." Pour one out. So yeah, yeah I I bought the tickets. The Frank Turner because I I'm a huge Frank Turner fanboy. 
I've seen him twice before, but I was really excited to see him again. And then also I've been listening to the bouncing souls since I lived in Tallahassee. So anywhere between 12 to 15 years, I've been listening to them. They're a punk band that's been around since the nineties. So I've never seen them live. So I was really excited for that. And I just, I did not plan ahead far enough in time to find someone to go with me. I really wanted to go with my barber, my buddy Wade, because before he was ever my barber, he was a friend Mm -hmm. of mine. And one of the first times he and I like hung out outside of St. Augustine was a group of us went and saw Frank Turner. Uh, And so I was really hoping he could go, but I knew a long time ago that he couldn't because it's his girlfriend's. uh, I think it's her birthday this weekend. Anyways, he let me know several weeks ago that he that he would not be able to do that and i just slept on trying to find someone so tickets wasted couldn't even sell them because ticketmaster app didn't do didn't have resale for them so basically the venue the house of blues in orlando didn't allow resale and had even grayed out the option to transfer them so i couldn't like go on stub hub which i tried to do but I couldn't do that and then transfer to some, to someone if they bought them. So, so um, I know we're going to jump into sports here in a few, but yes. I have a similar experience. Yeah. Um, you kind of know what to degree. So I, and I mentioned it on a call. <laughs> I feel like I say that every week. I mentioned on a previous episode, uh, we talked about the, when we were young festival. And so I uh, of yes. course had purchased a ticket the first day for that first weekend. Uh, before they announced like a second day or a second weekend or anything, I, I bought a ticket because I was like, that sounds like an incredible lineup. I know it'd be a really like busy day, but hey, you're only doing like one hardcore day of going from like 13 hours or whatever, because I think it went from like 11 to one or something or 11 to midnight. So um, I just like, I was, I guess wasn't expecting, yeah, obviously with like the way gas prices have been, everything, it's obviously increased uh, flights as well. And so I just wasn't, I was expecting basically, when I went to um, Vegas pre-pandemic, I paid like 100 and maybe 120 bucks round trip. Like it was really, really cheap. And uh, now it's like $400 round trip. So even with my credits that I have, like I'm still going to have to pay probably in the neighborhood of like 150 maybe even $200 for a, for a flight. And then I still, I still didn't have a, a place booked. So whether it be Airbnb or a hotel and uh, you got to factor in like an Uber to get around your food money. Cause like, if I'm going out there, I'm not going just for like, a, like the festival. I'm going out like a day, at least a day ahead of time to get prepared, at least staying the day after. And then like, I right. probably would add on like a day or two just to hang out in Vegas. Cause if you're going to make the trip. And so just with all that money, it was I, I just I, a bare minimum cost. It was going to cost me like an additional probably $600 and merch. That's, that's the other thing I forgot to mention. Like just buying like some merch or something, not going crazy, but buying maybe a shirt, maybe a vinyl, something. So it was probably going to cost me like an additional $600 to go. And I was like, I've already spent, it was like 300 for the ticket. I, yeah, 320 or something like that. And so I was like, that's like $900. Um, I had no one fully committed to go with me yet so it would have been like i don't mind going by myself and i totally would have done it but it's like if i'm gonna spend nine hundred dollars on a trip i'd rather be with friends 
or like someone be going to this festival with me so it's like more fun that way and so i was like yeah i'm just gonna to to back out so i uh i had been looking since at least last week on the website and via the email i thought there was a place i could sell it back to them and i was like where is this because like there's no ticket to sell since it hasn't been released yet and um I just want to make my money back is all I care. I didn't care if I made a profit on it or anything. And uh, so I called the webs, the, the number on for that website. Cause it's really weird. Like front gate tickets is really strange. It's not just a website. Like it has to be specifically for that festival. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really odd. But anyway, I called up the number um, at work earlier this week. And I said, yeah, I just, I, when I factored in the cost or anything, it's just like, we're going to be like so much extra money. I was like, okay. And he just gave me a refund. So I literally that night had a refund of like the nice. Yeah. Minus, I think the only thing they didn't give me a refund for um, is the insurance. Cause I, I paid the extra 30 bucks for the insurance because of COVID and you know, what if I got it, you know, before heading into the festival or something, you know, I'd rather just have my bases covered. And, and so that's the only thing I didn't get back was the 30 bucks. And yeah, not bad. <laughs> Very painless process. More money for you to spend yep. at a furnace fest trip, even if you're just hanging out. Yeah. I know you're gonna say, I yeah, mean, just... which, <laughs> yeah, which, like, I know I've, I've, I've definitely batted that around because it's, um, it's to fly down there. I would only have to use, I'd have to use one credit to fly down because it's like 118 bucks. Because I would go down probably Wednesday. Nice. And then, um, I want to at uh, least go Thursday. Thursday's like um, a must just because they probably yeah. will do something again. And then of course you'd be there at least till set uh, through Sunday, of course. Oh, for sure. Like I left on Monday last time, uh-huh. uh, but I may would either go a day early or stay an extra day is what I would like to do. It depends on what most people are doing. The, the thing yeah. is I would like to figure it out with whatever. Yeah. Like a group are doing to split a new, another place because the Airbnb that our friend Dresden yeah. has only has it for certain days i think it's thursday through we would leave that monday that's what she did last year so i'd like to do a group of us wherever yeah. we stay to split the cost of that i'm probably gonna have to fly this year too so yeah it's, it wasn't bad i mean it was very painless it just like obviously my story of getting the flight that that monday morning but uh yeah i i wednesday's really yeah. cheap right now to fly in that's why i was like 118 i was like that would be doable because then i would only have like uber cost uh uber but like the airbnb costs and like food costs which i can eat i usually like a meal to meal and a half a day it's not like i'm like crazy eater or anything uh because i eat bigger meals and i'm all set but something like that would be sure that's why i've considered it because i i wouldn't have to worry about the festival at all and then like the days everyone's going to the festival i could literally just go to the grocery store and buy stuff and eat there and that way like if anyone eats out like at some point I could eat out with them or go do something. And then I'm not spending as much money, but I'm still hanging with everybody. So then I'd have way less money in it. Like I could probably, if you just factor in the price of the ticket and say not my flight at all, but like the, I could probably, what I got back from the ticket, cover everything for that weekend because I know last year was only 150 or so for the Airbnb. And then like food costs and everything, it's like still these 150 bucks. If you don't count like the festival vinyls that, that, you know, or vinyl records rather that I made buy depending on what they are this week this year right for sure yeah uh and yeah so that's something we'll talk about more i'll keep trying to talk you into making the trip uh i think it'll be fun i would definitely like 
I would probably down, even if it was just like you and I splitting a place, if it was a Wednesday uh, and yeah, and we could explore together uh, because that, I don't know, either, either, either way, whether it's a stay an extra day before or after the festival than last year, I'm going to miss the same like job, like work-wise. So that won't be too huge of an issue. It's just a matter yeah. of figuring it out. So, um, yeah. Anyways, enough of that, though. We can figure that stuff out. This is the Top Plays Podcast. Uh, we Let's dive into some sports. I actually have the Stanley Cup finals on my TV right now. I don't watch hockey very often, so I don't really know what's going on, especially since I'm talking to you and I'm really not paying attention. Right now, the Colorado Avalanche is up 2-1. to one. It's the third of the game five. No, game six. If if Colorado wins this, they win the Stanley Cup. If, they, if yeah. uh, Tampa wins, obviously, they'll go to a game seven, just like in basketball. So it feels weird not having basketball to watch, man. I know. Like the, the last thing just occurred this week, and then we can talk some summer league when that starts up, which I think is around like the seventh or so. I have never watched summer league before. Summer league's fun. It, it's kind of like uh, now it's mainly in the evenings. I don't think they, but it starts earlier. I think, and I think they do have some afternoon games here and there, but most of it's in the evening, like around five o'clock. Right. But uh, I want to yeah. ask your opinion, and you may not have any thoughts on it yet, but. Your Orlando Magic selected Paolo Bancaro, number one, which was somewhat of a surprise. I really thought it was going to be leaning towards Jabari. Um, and I know that the odds jumped for Paolo like that night heading into uh, that, like really late at night, Thursday, going in, you know, going into like the, the morning. And uh, then it kind of switched over again. Um, but that's kind of strange. But uh, I, I didn't expect him to go one. I really thought they were going to go with Jabari. But uh, Paolo's he's a pretty good solid pick. But what are your, do you have any thoughts on it? Or are you, like, excited about it? Would you rather have had someone else? It, I, I, I feel like they need such that any, as long as they get a good player that is moldable to, like, not moldable as much, but a good player that is willing to fit into a system, which I don't even know if they have a solid system yet. Everything, you know, there's such a rebuild right now. Uh, But so I really don't know. I think time will tell with whoever they pick. He seems from the little bit I know, like a kind of like a good all around player. Uh, The main thing I'm curious is to see like, I feel like they already had a few like guard type players. Um, so I don't I don't know if he if if him or his style play is necessarily what they need more of. But again, they're so they're in such a rebuild right now. As long as they get someone solid that will commit to working with the team and being a teammate, working in the system. You know, I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's too early to tell. I mean, I think he's. He definitely looked really good throughout the season. Like uh, the whole season, I was thinking it's going to be Paolo Orchett, just from like when I watched the the Duke Gonzaga game early in the season. Right, and he looked really good. Like he definitely looks like like physically ready for the NBA. 
Um, right. That's another thing um, is he does seem to physically like he's not some like huge like center type physically or anything. He's but, no, he's like pretty jacked though, and like he yeah. seems like he can already like bustle or hustle for some rebounds, like because he's I don't I, I don't know his height. I want to say he's like six nine right. or six ten. Right, compared to some, he is coming out of college into the NBA physically prepared in a lot of ways that a, that a lot of other players, amazing players in the NBA were not physically as ready when they came out of college. You know, I mean, I mean, Steph Curry, he's still a skinny, small like guy, but when he came out of college yeah. compared, like he's like super jacked compared to what he was compared to how he was yeah. then. Yeah. So, like, you know, so I, that is one of the things that I do think is, is definitely a plus is he's physically there. So now it's just a matter of seeing, you know, like how he fits with it. And that's where I say it's too early to tell because we don't know how anybody truly was going to fit. But I, I think he'll do well. No. I hope he does well, obviously. I, th- I mean, I think he – like I said, I think that he seems like the most predictable in a way. And, and then I mean that like in a good way. Like mm-hmm. um, I would imagine – I don't know. I'm not saying this will be rookie year or anything, but I could have, I could see him getting you like 18 and 10 or 20 and 10 or maybe like 20 and nine, something like that. Like I, he seems right. like he'd be at least consistent getting that for you. Um, he's a good, he can actually, for being a power forward, he can like, he's pretty good at like setting up plays and everything too, which is nice. So I like that. I think the only reason right. I probably would have went, I mean, had I been picking for the magic, I, I I'm, I might have went Jabari just because of like the the ups. I think he has a higher upside, but then again, you don't know if that's going to pan out. Like you said, we you never know. Um, but I think he has a little bit higher of an upside if he could be something really really special. Right. But I think Palo seems like you know what he is, hopefully, and if he pans out, then you can have a pretty solid power forward. I think, and then um, I, I liked it. I love uh, to to move. To, uh, to right. other teams, I love Chet going to Oklahoma City. I, I just think another team that's obviously and they have them. a lot. They did really good this year. Um, they got um, uh, they they traded to the Knicks for Usman Dang, which I, I I'm not gonna act like I know much about him because he played for New Zealand. I didn't see any of his games. And then they drafted uh, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, who was like his stock was rising heading into the draft. And they had drafted another Jalen Williams <laughs> from Arkansas. Uh, from Arkansas, do you remember like watching the Arkansas games and uh, just like how he was like defensively? He had like the he had like the big throw, and he he was really really good for them. I thought he was like a he he seems like a guy that's going to be like a. Um, one of those like garbage time guys, but he's just going to like, not garbage time guys, rather. I misspoke. He seems like one of those like hardworking type players that's going to go like fight for a rebound, uh, draw charges, just kind of like be your, like, he's yeah. going to be like hustle play. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of hustle. Right. So I, I liked, I liked their draft a lot. Uh, and I, I did for full, um, I planned to watch the whole draft, but then I got really tired and I think I ended up making it through the entire first round. And I think I saw the first 
four or five picks as I was getting ready to go to bed of the second round. I didn't get through the whole second round as I had planned. So um, it was on at work and there was actually more people while it was nothing like the NFL draft uh, as far as a crowd at slugs, uh, more people came out to watch it than I expected. I mean, I don't even think it, it wasn't even like double digits. But still, it was more than I expected came out. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that at all from the NBA draft. I feel like to watch the NBA draft, you have to be almost like a hardcore fan in a way, or at least like I definitely at least a medium high like level, medium high level of fan of the NBA at least. Right, and from what I gather, just from eavesdropping, some of the uh, people that came out for it, I've heard, they've been to the, they've been to the bar before when I've been working and mm-hmm. I've heard them talk. I think they play pickup games pretty often and stuff. So it's some, some true like basketball fans. So I get the idea. They probably are pretty big NFL fans. So, I mean, again, it wasn't even double digits, but there was, there was, there was probably six or seven that came out and they were watching it until we closed. So they were keeping up with it. I, I I was really shocked that the Kings kind of screwed up again because everyone had them kind of penciled in to take Jaden Ivey, even though that like they already have their uh, De'Aaron Fox. They just thought like he's going to be the best available player, and maybe you could try to move Fox, or you could try to even trade out of the four spot to you know to to give someone Ivey. And they didn't do that at all. They they drafted Keegan Murray, which isn't like a necessarily a bad pick, but I just feel like the Kings messed it up again. And it's like they – I feel like they just continually mess up drafts because going back to your guy, Luca getting drafted, that's – I mean, I can understand why the Suns at that time um, took DeAndre Ayton because, it, it, you know, I personally would have went for Luca in that draft. And this is like – this is heading into the draft because, like, there was so much hype about Luca. And how he was playing against adults, even though it was in the European league, he's still playing against grown men and he's been doing it for you know right. for years. He just seemed like, okay. And especially yep. the way in the NBA is you almost need wings and things like that. I wasn't mad for the Suns or, or like, it wasn't like, you know, they, it's understandable and reasonable that they drafted DeAndre Eaton. But then it's like the Kings had the second pick and they didn't take Luka. <laughs> they took bag. I'm glad he the isn't Kings. isn't even on the team anymore. Yeah, I'm glad the Kings didn't take Luca. I just think, from what I can tell, just as an observer that watches the games mm-hmm. for the most part and tries to read and catch things, I think Luca fits well with the Mavericks organization. And added, yeah, to, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, too. I mean, added to that, they already have a history of working well with international players, a la Dirk Nowitzki. Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It makes I think it makes sense, so I'm glad he's there. Uh, though, if we want to talk, let's, if we want to talk, start talking about like some of these trade opportunities. I kind of wanted to get there anyway. Uh, you know, there's all the trade talks that are happening in the NBA. Let me mention two okay, things. Mention first two things about the draft. All right, or maybe maybe three. So I wanted to say, uh, well. <laughs> So uh, how you were saying about the organizations, like the Suns, the only downfall to them is their owner sucks because he doesn't spend money. So that sucks, you know, in that sense, because are you going to have someone, an owner that wants to put. It's over. Sorry. Just sorry to interrupt. 
but it is over. The Colorado Avalanche just won the Stanley Cup. Tampa Bay has gone two years and won it. I believe, again, I don't, yeah. I believe this would have been their third, if I remember correctly. It would, yeah, it would have been three in a row. Yeah, three in three years. So even though Tampa Bay Lightning did not win the Stanley Cup this year, the fact they were in the Stanley Cup finals three years in a row says something, and they did win two. So that's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. If I was to pick, a an NHL team, being that I'm from Florida, it would probably be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Anyways, so there you go. Congrats, I guess, to the Colorado Avalanche. Every the little bit I've heard about hockey this year, they've been a powerhouse. So I'm not too surprised. Anyways, that's all. It happened right now. So I wanted <laughs> to mention it. As it happened, I wasn't even paying attention. I just saw all of a sudden Avalanche players going crazy. And I look, I was like, oh, it says final. The game's over. All right. <laughs> so, anyways, all right. Back to your uh, <laughs> last few thoughts. My uh, terrible ownerships. So, so you have Sarver who doesn't spend money in Phoenix. And then the Kings just have been garbage for years. I mean, the, I, I don't even know the last years. time they Years. I mean, we we're talking like 12 years probably since they at least made the I playoffs. Mean, so. Have they been good since Chris Weber left? Yeah, they had a they had a season or two where they kind of made the playoffs as like an eight seed or something okay. or a seven. Yeah. But it wasn't I mean, that was a long time ago because uh C Webb was probably around oh five or oh six when he got traded to the Sixers. So they had a season or two after that, and that's right. probably been about it. So it's been a long time. So the at least Dallas is a and uh, yeah. he obviously got selected by Atlanta and traded for Trey Young at five to Dallas but that's that definitely seems like a good spot for him um but shifting back to the draft that just happened this this past week um so I wanted to mention uh the uh this was guy and I misquoted last week I said Jalen uh Jalen Duran and I meant to say Mark Williams out of Duke because I thought he was a really nice like he's he, you could put him in basically and get you you know like get 20 minutes or whatever and I thought he was a really good center, something that fit like on the Warriors or something like that, just the way he played at Duke. And the uh, Hornets drafted him, and I'm excited to see how that looks with Lonzo Ball because uh, I feel like that – I'm sorry, LaMelo Ball, my apologies. I feel like uh, he and LaMelo could throw them some lobs, and that would work really well. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out on the court. And then as I put my Warriors hat on, my brand-new Warriors hat. Your brand-new <laughs> Warriors hat that you sent me a picture of, and it's, like, thick. Yeah. It looks like late yeah. 70s, early 80s, where the hats are the caps. The baseball caps are big, and they got that thick foam yeah. in the very front. Yeah, it's one of those trekker yeah, hats. Yeah, I mean, like – And it's with the old-school Warriors logo, the one that they had um, – prior to the uh, like the, the most re- recent rebrand. Like, it was like the logo they had when Steph got drafted, like that kind of logo. I love that logo that they had. And those jerseys. Those jerseys were sick. They had ones earlier in the um, right uh, the late 90s, early aughts, where they had the lightning bolt down the one side. And that was sick. That was awesome. So yes. uh, I do want to talk about the yeah. Warriors draft pick because I like it. Because the, yeah, sure. the Warriors drafted Patrick Baldwin Jr., who you may not be familiar with at all. But he was like the – I think he was the number five rated prospect heading into his freshman year last year. And he went to um, 
Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because his dad was the coach. He had offers to go elsewhere. Now he, he didn't look great there um, because one, he got injured, injured his ankle. And two, he just didn't look great for whatever reason. But I like the Warriors drafting him because they drafted 28th. So they didn't have a high pick, obviously, just winning the title and whatnot. But I like the pick because the Warriors seem to draft on potential a lot. Like even Kaminga last year. Like Kaminga, everyone was down really heading into the draft about him. Not saying he was like not going to be a lottery pick, but I think heading into like his uh, what would have been like his freshman season in college, he was rated higher than what he ended up uh, like heading into the draft. What they thought he was going to go. They thought he might have some issues or something because of like the way he played in the um, the G League. But uh, I like the pick for the Warriors because, you know, it's not a high pick. He could have a lot of potential if they can keep him healthy. I mean, look at Steph. He had a bunch of ankle issues when he first came in. And I don't think Patrick Baldwin has ankle issues. I'm just saying that, you know, they can do well. And it's a great organization. I love the pick. Because um, it's like almost, since it's so late, it's, it's kind of low risk potentially high reward if he pans out you know if he's you know i'm talking about like a top five prospect heading in to his uh freshman year so i I really like their draft pick um i think it's definitely (laughs) definitely like has some potential and like i said if he gets in the system um yeah we'll see what happens but i'm I'm looking forward to that and i don't know if he's gonna play in summer league or not but that'd be kind of cool and um don't know if there's – I'm looking right now to see if there's any anything else that really stood out to me that I wanted to mention. I think that might be it. Yeah. I don't think there was anything else. I mean, honestly, I mean, I was working. So, as I've mentioned before, working at a, like, sports pub makes it hard to actually watch the sports activities going on because, yeah. you know, it's busy – and I'm talking to customers and pouring their beer or wine, mostly beer. Uh, oh, and so I don't get to watch much. So basically, I made sure I caught what the magic did. And then after that, I didn't really pay attention. I had it on, obviously, because like I said, there were people watching it. Yeah, yeah but I didn't really pay attention after that. I was just working. So, I mean, I didn't really have that many thoughts on it other than you know like i i don't think it was a bad pick what orlando did and i you know i mean like i said they already seem to have like guard play and such so having a power forward who for what i gather i mean like he's as like what's happening a lot in the nfl right now a lot of the people that are like a power forward or even the centers are people that can step out much, which is more common with a power forward anyway, someone that can also play the perimeter. So, I mean, I like, like I said, I like that he is already physically ahead of a lot of people coming out of college. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's heading to a bad team. He's heading to a bad team that appears to have some potential. So let's see, hopefully it works out. That's what I think. I, I really do think the Magic. I'm not. I mean, they're not. I'm not saying they're going to be in the playoff, but they're at least. There's a lot of teams I think that are kind of like fun to watch now. And uh, same yeah. with the the Pistons. I think the Pistons getting Jaden Ivey and then already having Cunningham and a lot of people think. I know they have uh, Jalen Duren from uh, Memphis, but maybe they try to make a run at Aiton. Is kind of the rumor. So we'll see what happens there. Huh. 
But uh, I mean, that could be a team that bubbles up a little bit. I mean, they have some young. Caden, I mean, Caden looked pretty good right. last year, and then Ivy, if he pans out to be really good, I think they're going to play well together. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I do want to yeah. mention this. This isn't sports. Uh, uh, this is the last thing I have, like sports related. And I meant to mention, I think at least an episode or two ago, and I just kept forgetting. One because I didn't check the list, and then you know my my notes. All right. So, um, have you watched Hustle yet? No, I haven't watched Hustle okay. yet. I, I won't to. get into it, like, because I don't want to ruin anything. But I will say, um, I was really excited to watch it. Um, I ended up holding off to that weekend because uh, I think it came out like on a Wednesday, but I ended up watching it uh, either that Friday or Saturday um, after it was released. Really liked it. it. It was actually really good. It's probably one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. Definitely not my favorite, but it, it was really good. Like it's more of his uh, serious dramatic role. Uh, he did great in it. I really liked Anthony Edwards in the movie. He was funny. Like his his antagonist kind of um, uh, like rival uh, in, in coming up in the NBA. Uh, but it was it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I've heard a few different people say it was good. So yeah, I definitely want to watch it. I'm an Adam Sandler yeah. fan in general, uh, though obviously I haven't seen him in many roles that aren't comedy because he hasn't done many that aren't comedy. But yeah, I mean, most of it's like uncut gems and punch drug love right. that I can think of. There might be another one. Funny people. Too. Oh yeah, that one. That oh man. I'll just real on funny people real quick. That has to be the the longest, most boring comedy I've ever seen in my entire life. Because it wasn't a comedy. There was it a kind little... of was supposed to be, though. No, That's I don't think it was. I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy. But it was supposed to be a very serious movie that had some humor mixed in. It was a sludge. And I would watch it again I thought and give it was really chance, good. But I don't want to waste three hours of my life. <laughs> it's really good, but it's definitely straight up drama. It's a drama. I, I, love, I love Judd Apatow movies, and I would watch, you know, pretty much anything he's put out. But it's just like, it's, it's such a long movie, and it wasn't that enjoyable the first time. I might have actually seen it twice, but I can't remember for sure. But it. Was it a Judd Apatow? It I can't mm-hmm. remember. It was like his fourth or fifth I did, movie. Okay. What I did remember was that. Whoever the creator of the movie was, I read an article about how like Adam Sandler and him had been roommates back roommates. in the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yes, it's slower paced. And again, it's more just like drum, dramatic, like it's all like hum- human relationship type stuff. There's not action. And this is some comedy, but I don't think it was meant to be a comedy. I think it was meant to be a very serious film about people with some comedy mixed in. Yeah. No, I would say this, this Adam Sandler rule is kind of like the same thing. Like it's more, it's, it's not like dramatic as punch drunk love. It's definitely lighter than that. There's definitely some elements where he mixes in humor and stuff like that, but it is a really, it's a good movie. I like Tussle a lot. I, I would definitely, it's a movie I'd even watch again. I'd probably give it like at least a seven or an eight. On my scale, that's pretty high. That's right. pretty good if it's a seven or eight. Like yeah. I definitely would not uh, watching it again. I definitely plan on watching it for sure. I've heard, I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about it. And the few uh, comments I have uh, seen or heard before you now have all been positive. So I'm definitely for it. Uh, so, a ton of NBA players in it. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. So that, which is cool. 
So you mentioned Aiton. Speaking yeah. of, you know, there's been some because I don't really have anything else uh, sports related, but I did want to bring up some trade talks because you follow that a lot closer than I do. I don't really have anything NFL trade talks other than I'm really starting to think Debo is going to end up staying at the 40, at San Francisco. Yeah, I don't. Well, think they, they flat out said shocked. they definitely do not want to. Now, at the same time, I yeah. don't see them as an organization that's going to be like, "You want to leave?" But no, blah blah. Like, I don't. I feel like if he is still headstrong and just committed, like I refuse. If you if you don't trade me, I just will, won't play. Yada yada. I don't. And I could be wrong, but I don't see the. I don't see them being an organization that holds on to someone like that. But he's been showing up the stuff like the pre season, like workouts and things like that. And I don't, I think some of it's not even because most of the stuff right now isn't mandatory. Right. And no, I don't think yet. I think it's, it's going to be like July when it becomes right. So he's been showing up to some stuff already from what I heard. So I'm starting to think this may work out and he'll, you know, I think he'll make the decision as well with the organization to stay on and play. So, you know, because that was the same, that was a big deal when he's like, I want out of here. So I do think, I think they're going to work it out. I know the team obviously wants yeah. to, but I think they're going to work it out. Um, but yeah, other than, I'll give you some names that, yeah. that like in the NBA, you were mentioning some trade. I like the candidates or people that could be on the move pretty soon. Um, and these are some of the deals that were potentially heading into the draft. Yeah. The well, Kyrie thing, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the Kyrie thing because it's all dependent on what he does with his option. He could te- technically, he could decline right. his option, which I think has to be done by like the 29th of this. Like, so it'd be like this week. And Right. Then he becomes a free agent. So, I mean, he could sign with like the Lakers for whatever their mid-level exception is. He could, in theory, do that. If they want him. But if they would want he him. Put, like, leave $30 million on the table, you know? Would he do right. that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. With, um, with him, I have no clue. What... So, yeah, that's why I really don't want to talk about him too much because, like, it's just all speculation. And then, with, like, handcuffed to that, what would Durant do? That's kind of continued up on Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. to a degree. I mean, there's, there's I a think real chance that. that that maybe even if Kyrie yeah. thinks he stays. And so that's kind of like, I think that's that. a bigger, to me, that's bigger. What does Durant do if Kyrie leaves? Yeah. And I, that, I don't know. It depends. I think it depends on what they get back and what they look like as a team. Um, I know that I mean, Kyrie's Dame, who brought him without getting into I, it too much. I know that Dame has like reached, like did some post on social media with him and Durant, both in um, uh, trailblazer uniforms. <laughs> I think that would happen yesterday. Well, I don't. Yeah, because I I don't think Dame's going anywhere. Even though he could, I don't think he. I ju- I just yeah. think he's one of those types of people that want he wants to stay in Portland at least for now. I so I think I think yeah. A bigger thing is watching what happens with Kyrie because if he does leave, what does Durant do? Now, I will say this. While 
I consider Kyrie to com- be completely like where you, unpredictable. The fact that he has already come out and gave a list of places he would like to go if things don't work out leads leads to easy speculation that maybe he isn't going to work real hard to work things out. Like, you know, I mean, he, but, but let me, let me kind of push back on that. Russell Wilson gave a list prior to the NFL season last year. The list means nothing because the Nets can be like, okay, go sign somewhere else, whoever has money. And really there's not a whole lot of teams that have a lot of cap space that actually can, there are still good teams that can contend. If you just want to go to another team for your money, there are teams for that. But if he's wanting to go two teams on that list, like the Clippers or the Lakers, unless he signs for lower, you know, which he can't. I mean, he can sign for, you know, the veterans minimum if he wants to. But will he do that? That right. I don't think he'll do. And right. then at that point, I, my honestly, I think I think that's why I don't want to get into it too much because I really think he probably ends up just staying with the Nets this season. Um, and I'm not even going to speculate past that because he's such a weird guy. I don't know him personally. And it's just like, yeah. you can't, yeah. you, you can't, you can't figure him out. So I'm not even going to try. Right. Um, right. I, I think the Mavericks were on his list and I really hope he doesn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Now let me, let me give you a few names that actually are probably going to happen uh, depending when, but probably going to happen. So yeah. John Collins from the, from the Hawks is more likely going to be traded. That was even like heading into the draft. I didn't, like I said, that was a name that if he was moved, right. I wouldn't have been surprised, but I'm also not surprised that no big names are moved. But John Collins is one. Um, we've already mentioned Aiton. Um, uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers. A lot of people want to move him, or, or teams are wanting, inquiring about him uh, as like a point guard. Really? So there's, there's another name. Um, right now, it seems like with Jalen Brunson, it's down to like the Mavericks and the Knicks because the Knicks are really going to make a hard push at him. They've cleared some cap space. That's why they didn't make the pick on a, at 11. Um, this past week, so I think they're really going to go after Jalen Brunson. Um, it depends. Like, I guess it, I guess the money is going to be close between the Mavericks and Knicks, and it's like, what would you rather do? Do you want to do what you're like? Do you want more of a like a role, or do you want to stay with a team that actually has like a pretty good winning atmosphere and probably will put money out to win? Um, it seems like PJ Tucker he opted out of his deal with the Heat. He had a player option for this coming season, and it seems like he's going to sign with the Sixers. There's a lot of like love interest. Really? In yeah, and and uh, I um, thought he was a good fit with the Heat. Oh, he was. He's a Heat type player, but uh, Embiid really likes Tucker as well. So I, that's kind of like a thing that might happen. And I think he would be a good fit with the, the Sixers for sure. Um, yeah, more as someone that likes the Heat, I would rather not lose him but at the same time i do think we have enough or i do think the heat has enough that they would be okay yeah they can they can take a loss from him and be okay yeah and and i would say that um the other player that i think the the, right now i'm just like there's some bubbles but i don't think it ends up coming to fruition is the spurs um possibly trading um dejounte murray He's like their, he's their point guard. He made the uh, All Star team this year. Uh, they're winning a lot for him, so it'd be kind of like if 
you know, who's going to put out that? I don't think I don't think anyone will because I think he's going to end up staying with the Spurs. Um, but that's kind of like those are the those are the noise. That's the noise like kind of bubbling um, that I've heard the names I've seen because I've been really monitoring it heading into the draft right. and then of course post draft. But I, I mean, really over the weekend, there's not going to be too much. It's mainly throughout this coming week, and then I believe the week, like next week, like a week from tomorrow, um, that's when. Uh, your free agency is going to start very soon, and and uh, then you have a lot of stuff just hitting <laughs> like at one time. And you may right. have more trades then too, like signing and trades. Like the eight and thing is going to be big because he's probably like one of the biggest names. John Collins is pretty big too. Um, Brogdon's not really a massive name. He has like a bad injury history, but he's still a good player if he's healthy. So you know, Brunson had a good second half of the season in playoffs. Yeah. So I. I think the Suns are making a mistake not keeping Aiton. I really think they're making a mistake because as much as I love CP3, Chris Paul only has so much time left. Aiton, I think, is definitely the future. He seems to fit into their system. So I think that's a mistake. Him and He and Buck Booker from just watching games seem to work well together. So I don't know. I think that's a mistake. I also think Mavericks letting Brunson go would be a mistake because he seems again, he really came on the second half of the year and into the playoffs. They need, they need people that can give Luca, not only give Luca rest, but, can make it where it's not all Luca. So Brunson did that. So I think it's a mistake to let him go. And I'm sorry, but unless the Knicks do a lot more, what him going to the Knicks, unless they do a lot more personnel changes, it's not a good career move, in my opinion, because they're not going to like, Right now, the Mavericks are further along towards like being a championship contender than the Knicks are. Agreed. My other thing with, and I, I'll just, uh, I'll just end on this is, I like Brunson. I think he's a good fit with Dallas, and I hope he stays with Dallas. But if I'm a, if I'm a team with cap space, there, I'm not signing him to a max contract. He, I mean, he's a great player. He's a great role player or a great like third fourth guy on a team yes that's exactly what he is i'm not giving him a max contract that's insane that's the, the knicks would do that because they're you know they're terrible <laughs> they're terribly run or at least they have been i mean this new ownership i mean this new um front office you know i'm not gonna say they're terribly run i mean i think they've done some horrible moves but uh i would not give him the max just or 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 a max because he i just don't think right. he is like if you get a max, you got to be like top two, maybe even top three players on the team. And I mean like difference, difference makers. So I think he's probably like a third or fourth option, not and, and right. not like that upper echelon tier. But that's just, you know, opinion there. I think he has like the though. potential to progress. But if you go to a team like the Knicks, are you going to progress? Yeah, the Knicks have yeah, yeah, the Knicks have had like one really good year, which people are like loving, and then they just kind of regress to the means. <laughs> so, exactly, yeah. So to, yeah, to start side B, if I may, 
Yeah, because I don't really have anything else sports-wise. I mean, baseball is happening. I have no clue. I don't know who's won anything. I did see this past week your Pirates had a squirrel run onto the field and someone had put a pirate's hat on him. Did you see clips of this? <laughs> no. Yes. I didn't. That's so it was like though. during a game, they had to like send someone out with like a net and stuff to try and catch the squirrel because it was running around on the outfield. I think it was the outfield. And he some so someone must have like gotten the squirrel and released the squirrel because as the squirrel is running around on the field, he has like a pirate hat on. Uh, it was, it was That's hilarious. wild. So I leave. Yeah, I missed yeah. that. I'll have to check it out. I meant, I'll like see if I can find it on ESPN's website. I meant website. to mention it. I had, I had meant to tell you about it when I first saw it, but I, it was showing while I was at work last Thursday. It showed a few different times and I was just busy and forgot. So, yeah, but that's it. That's all I got for sports. So I'm ready for side B. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, um, I just want to kick it off here with a story that is music related in a way. So, uh, (laughs) so what, uh, what I spent today doing is, uh, it's a spoiler alert, uh, you fans, uh, my birthday is this coming weekend. It's actually next Sunday, but (laughs) thank you. Um, I didn't die. (laughs) It's great. Uh, I love birthdays for that because you just celebrate not dying. (laughs) It's like an achievement. (laughs) You reach the next level. So uh, while celebrating, also getting closer to dying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I uh, I'm doing something on Saturday because with my birthday being on a Sunday, um, the reason why is just because like the a couple places I wanted to like thought about going from I like I just want something low key, just hang out with some friends, uh dinner, some drinks, uh playing some like card games like Cards Against Humanity, what do you mean? Maybe doing some karaoke. That's kind of my night. Just conversations and just like having a good time. Kind of mild, kind of low key. Um so I run my own karaoke setup because it just seems like the easiest thing to do. So I already have a hotel booked downtown. Everything's within walking distance. So if anyone, you know, doesn't feel like they have to have a DD or feel like they can't have a drink or two or something. And they have to worry about driving um, in the hotel. Like I said, if people need to crash, that's an option as well. So there are plenty of options. So I'm going to run karaoke. And uh, I meant to yesterday and just, just forgot, honestly. So I was like, Oh, I gotta do that tomorrow. Cause by the time I realized it was like 11 o'clock last night, I was like, so I had, um, I thought I used garage band. This is like, this is my story. So all that to lead up to this. So I uh, thought I used GarageBand for my um, setup that I have. And so when I went to go load that earlier in the week, it said, you have to update your laptop to use GarageBand. It's not available anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. So I started the process of getting it updated today while I was working out and having coffee and whatnot. So, hey, you know, it can do its thing while I'm doing my things. I'm getting things accomplished. So... Man, and we're we're probably looking at six o'clock at this point. It had uh, downloaded and installed, which took about like two hours or so. And then I even updated one more thing, which it kind of like froze on for a minute. But then I got it fixed. So thankfully, my laptop did not lock up during the install, which did happen before I backed up my files. And it is a shit show when that happens because 
I had to go into like the safe mode and, and take all my files off and then put them all back on. And then I had to, uh, stuff's have. never fun. Ugh. Oh, it was awful. So I have a backup that I update and I just updated it last week. So it's very, if so, if something did happen, I'm missing like three records. I just need to go download again. So it's not like a big issue. So, um, anyway, I get it loaded up. And I'm looking through, like seeing what's going on because it's still, it's saying that I don't have GarageBand available and my laptop's old, but I don't really care if I upgrade it uh, because I really don't use it too much. Like I use it when I post the podcast. Um, I do use it for downloading music and then putting those on my devices. So like you know, my iPhone, and my iPad, but I, other than that, I really don't use my laptop too much anymore. Like I used to, I mainly use my iPad. I use my phone a lot. So They've just really um, streamlined how those work almost as a laptop now. So I, um, anyway, I, I am uh, looking and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think I use, I, I was trying to think in my mind, okay, maybe I can go through Audacity, which I did try early, early in the week as a, uh, a doll where I could run karaoke from it. And I could, but it was going to be more of a pain because I had to, it's great for recording podcasts, but it's not great to like run karaoke through. And then I was, um, you have to like record the, the whole time. Like it wasn't letting you go through other than record as far as the output. And it's just being a big pain. And I was like, I don't want to use this. I'd rather just use GarageBand. So then I get tonight, it's not working. And I'm going through, and I'm like, wait a minute. Logic, that's what I use. I don't use, I don't use GarageBand for that. So I was like, Oops. Oh. And my laptop at this point is updated. And the, when you update it and you have like all these like DAWs and, or programs you use, you're just hoping that there's no error when you go to load it. So I'm like, well, worst case scenario, I do have the backup prior to doing this. I could just, you know, reload it to my laptop. I really hope I don't have to do that. Fortunately, loaded up Logic. I still stay, have my karaoke uh, set up already saved on there. Tried all my mics and everything. Have it all set up ready to go for Saturday. So thankfully i'm all set <sighs> you are planning ahead yeah, yeah. well it is when it Sunday. comes to technology you don't you don't want to like wait for techn- technological things to the last minute because of things could always go wrong like i'd hate to do this can you imagine if i tried to do this friday i would one be super stressed out and super like already technology issues annoy me um if i had to deal with this on friday night, i'd be in a pissy mood and then i would be worried that karaoke isn't going to happen so thankfully I, I'm not the, I, I can rest assured now the rest of the week. So, yes. It just shows how much you care about karaoke. Yeah, I, I love karaoke. And I don't know if you saw or remember, but um, one of the songs I like to do is Death Heaven in Blair. So, <laughs> I do remember you saying yeah. you wanted to do that song now after. Yeah. So, I don't know if I will or not, but maybe if I have like a beer or two, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do this song. So, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> You should do a track off of Sunbather by Death Heaven. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I, I, listen, I listen to their older stuff. There's definitely no way I could do that at all. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to roll that story into music. Now, there's a, there's a lot that happened in music this week, um, not from a release standpoint, per se, but just, like, in general. Like, I went to a concert. I hit up my record store. Oh, it was great. I missed the concert. Unfortunately, yes. I hit up my record store. I have had so many records come because like, I don't know if it's like, it's probably a little bit of both, but a little bit of me ordering and also a bunch of orders that I had already had back ordered arriving. I'm not joking when I say I've probably received 11 to 12, 11, 12 records in the mail this like last week. 
alone. Holy cow. Because, like, I do a pretty good job of staying up to date on listening to them. And this week, I'm like, holy cow. Like, I listened to five yesterday. And I still have, I think, nine more to play. And Kanye Ooh. came today, so I have ten now. Because <laughs> Donda came. Donda? Yeah. The the black. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just black. It's I just black. I really wanted to make a... Uh, <laughs> I really wanted to make a um, Spinal Tap reference because yes, that's what I was going to say. It's like the Spinal Tap. It's like, if you I'm haven't a, seen I'm that movie, oh god, none blacker. Yeah, it's just so black. It's the. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not joking because I just want to see how I just for my amusement want to see how black everything was. So obviously, the whole cover it's it, it's a it holds four LPs. So it. It's a pretty thick, it's at least a, a centimeter thick, if not just a slightly more, a few millimeters more. Um, so it folds in, like you unfold it as like the gatefold, and then those have folds as well. So those are where your four records are. So not only is the uh-huh. whole art gotcha. outside black, there is black all around. You have a barcode and you have the record label, um, Good Music and Def Jam. And of course the FBI warning, that is all you have of a different color and it's in gray. And then the, um, the sleeves, the, the records are in are all black. Wow. <laughs> the labels are black. <laughs> Everything. Did is you black. read anything on the labels? Like on the, of the record? Um, I'm pulling it out. I don't believe so. Uh, no, yeah, just the Def I, Jam thing. There's no song listings or okay. anything there. And they're actually really, you don't even need the labels at this point, but they're on there and they're black. Everything is black. I I saw someone post about it, and it was like my Donda record came in. It's a it's a black floor tile. <laughs> it was actually got a really good price. That's the reason I bought it because it was retailing everywhere for like sixty bucks. And wow! I mean, eventually I would have bought it at that price, but like I was like, mm, I'm gonna hold off for a while because it'll it's not gonna sell out right away. But Walmart had it for forty six or forty five, something like that, and free shipping. So like, oh, yeah, Walmart. I'm in on that. Wally World, and they packed it really well. I will say that, and it d- delivered a uh, FedEx or something today, I believe. So, kudos for that too. So that arrived. Um, I'll just when I went to the record store, my um, great getaway uh, prior to the concert on Friday. I wanted to be cautious because you know I do have some things upcoming like possible trips. And then I, of course my birthday next weekend, I just kind of didn't want to like spend a ton of money, but I did buy three records and it just proves that like I, my music taste is all over the place. Um, they had Jay Z four, four, four boot. So I picked that up of course, because I've been looking at that already and it was only 35. So pretty good price on that. Uh, normally it goes for about 45 and that's probably in euros or pounds. And then you have to ship it from the UK or Europe. Uh, maybe not UK, but Europe. So it's, right. you know, you're probably spending at least 50 bucks on it or, or maybe even 60. So I getting it for 35 is a pretty good steal. Um, I picked up, uh, um, wow, my mind went blank. I picked up uh, Van Morrison, um, Moondance, because that's, that's a, my, I've had my eye on that record for a really long time. So I finally bought it this weekend. And then my other really random one was like a, uh, uh, the band Slow Dive, which is a shoegaze band, and I picked up, uh, and I'm probably going to mispronounce the name of the record, uh, but it's their 90, I think it came out in 94 or 95, 
Uh, They've been around a while. Suvlaki? Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. But yeah, I picked up, it was a music on vinyl, um, which they do a pretty good job of their presses because they're always 180 gram and remastered and everything. So yeah, I picked it up as well. Yeah, Slow Dive, they're not a band I listen to, but they have been around a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they've been shoegaze, like, since the start of that genre, really. Like, yeah. And you Pardon. remember that uh, that band I met, or that album I mentioned to you that's all lo-fi last week? The uh, Future of Lo-Fi? Yes. I got that for eleven ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> Which is nice. pretty nice. So that came this week, and I, I jammed out to that yesterday because I uh, I put on my uh, press. I did the Vinyl Me Please release of uh, Justice's record. It's the the album title is like it's like the the shape of the cross is the name of the record. I guess it's called Cross. Yep. And uh, I listened to that because it's mainly instrumental, and then I listened to uh, the Lo-Fi album yesterday. It was a great relaxing way to get into the weekend and and uh, work out a little bit too in the morning. So. Nice. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't really have much come in my the Silent Planet EP or it's like two EPs together. Yeah. Uh, I I bought that from someone that was selling online. That did come in and that's it for like what really came in this week. I did go to the record store and I went on Friday and I went to look for vinyl. I would have bought the new Jack Johnson, but the record store tone vendor, they posted, you know, what releases had come in and they said, Jack Johnson is behind because the distributor got it late. So therefore they're sending it to the store late. So tone vendor will have that this coming week. So I do plan on buying it it and then i also looked at the new coheed album but i hadn't listened to it much yet and it's an expensive pressing so i wanted to listen to it more i do want to get it now that i've listened to it a good bit i do want to get it it's a really good album uh it's called vaxis 2 and then i forget what else but it's um another the one cover of reminds continue- me of stranger things yeah yeah, definitely the cover reminds me a little bit of Stranger Things without being like black and red. Uh, but it's good. It's really good. It was more poppy than I expected. And that was one of the reasons I was still unsure because like their first, one of the first singles they put out, I can't remember if it was the first one or not, but one of the first singles they put out from this album is a song called Shoulders. And that's on the more heavy side of, of Coheed. And that's my favorite version of Coheed is the more like like heavy progressive that they do. And so when I started listening to this album on Friday, it's so poppy, like really poppy. Some electronica thrown in and, and scent thrown in, like just super poppy. So it wasn't what I expected or was kind of hoping for after listening to Shoulders. Shoulders is still one of if not the heaviest song on the album so i wanted to listen to it a good bit more now that i've listened to it it's really good it's not their best album but it's a very good album the last like two or three songs are some of the best songs i've ever heard from coheed they're so good 
So it's a good album. I definitely want to get a pressing of it. But when I saw it at the store, especially because like it was definitely a pricey pressing, I was like, yeah, I need to listen to this album more before I decide. So I didn't get it. Like I said, I couldn't get Jack Johnson, though I do plan on getting it just because it wasn't available yet. But I did get Soccer Mommy. And I didn't even listen to that album yet when I bought it. But you were saying how good it was. I was like, you know what? Yes. I'm going to give it a shot. And it is good. I will. So it's. Oh, it, it is. is really good. There was a lot of good music released this past week, including the Jack Johnson, which it sounds like Jack Johnson. Now, it's sometimes Jack Johnson is like super poppy. He's always beachy from everything I've ever heard of him. Is He's beachy. But sometimes he goes like really poppy. Sometimes he goes a little more just like acoustic kind of beat you. I don't know how else to describe it. This is a little more of that kind of acoustic-y, a little bit of a folky beach vibe. I mean, to say Jack Johnson is not pop, I don't think that's ever the case. It's definitely got a pop uh, sound to it. But it's not as like poppy as his last album. It's it's got a little bit of a, a folkiness to it. I like it. I like Jack Johnson anyway. I like most beachy stuff. Uh, so I'm definitely going to get that album. It's called Needing uh, the Moon or Moon. It. I'm going to pull it up because I'm going to butcher it if I don't. Yeah. But I really like Get. I'm definitely going to buy that when it comes out. Uh, Meet the Moonlight. That's the name of it. So that came out. It's really good. The Soccer Mommy is good. It definitely has that 90s feel that I've been saying for a while now on a lot of these releases from these like mid-level female artists. A lot of the art them are doing stuff with the 90s influence. Yeah, I mean, it's very heavy. Like it leans like because uh, that morning I listened to it. Like I met, I finished up the uh, the basketball podcasts about the draft on uh, Bill Simmons. And then, like, that was the first thing I put on because I was so excited for that soccer mommy. And while I was getting ready to go to Pittsburgh, I was like, man, I'm only three or four songs in. And I remember seeing you a message, and I was like, dude, this is, like, leaning into 90s alternative, like, hardcore. Like, it definitely sounds like 1995 alternative. It's, it's very nice. Yeah, there's definitely a good bit of 90s in it. The name of the, the album is Sometimes Forever. It's really good. I will say... And I think it's only because I heard it first. But there are some parts where I'm like, holy cow, that sounds so much like the new, or it makes me think so much of the Snail Mail album that came out last year. There's definitely yeah. parts that sound super similar, which again, that was an album that had a lot that I, I hear a lot of 90s in. Uh, but it's really good. Even like the artwork, of the of the packaging of the vinyl and the record has like to me a very nineties feel. And I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't know if she was trying to go with it a nineties feel, but it definitely has that. If there's I don't know if it's a downside, but there is one thing I will say about the album. There is an aesthetic and a sound to the album that cuts through the entire time like a lot of this 
a lot of the songs are very, very similar. Yeah. I mean, they definitely have, I need to listen to it more right now. I'm only up to, uh, I listen to the half through it because I'm just, you know, trying to catch up with everything. And, uh, I meant to play it more on the way back, uh, from the concert on Friday, but, uh, I got stuck playing some jams. Gotcha. I listened to my turning up playlist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where I went with that. And then the way up, I was trying to play some, like some different things, uh, on the lip of, yeah. I mean, it's good from the first song. I'm like, this is a really good opener it's a really good song and it's really that now i have a question for you being yeah someone that knows like recording and production there like there's definitely some like keyboards and stuff on it too it sounds like and there's some good guitar on it there is i can't remember now which song it is but there was one or two songs where i'm listening and I'm like, I couldn't tell if it was like a keyboard sound or if it was just an effect on the guitar. Like it could have been either one. In the 90s, I would have immediately okay. thought it was just an effect on the guitar. But in today's music, there's so much like synth and keyboard use in music that I just couldn't tell. But there's some parts where I'm like, mm-hmm. this could be a guitar with an effect picking through. Or it could just be a keyboard. And I just can't tell the difference. Yeah, you'll have to kind of let me know some areas and I'll kind of. Yeah, when I listen through again, I'll Um, make a point to remember what songs. So. Yeah, because I'll I'll just see if, because like I'll, I I may may not know for sure, but I can pretty much like hear it out. Like I was surprised because I have listened to most of the songs she's released heading into it because I just, I really like Soccer Mommy. Loved Shotgun. Still love Shotgun. I think that's. Definitely the best song. I don't want to say it's the best song on the album. I haven't listened sat with it enough yet. Where a shotgun I've listened to a bunch of times. I was surprised by how much I liked um Unholy Affliction because she, when she released it as a single, I was kinda like, meh. You know, like I was like not impressed with it. But I had I, not listened to any of the singles and that's uh-huh. a that song was one that stood out. So does the first. The first track is a great Bones, yeah. Bones is a great opening track. Just it sounds good. Unholy Affliction, like the way it, the way it's in the track listing, everything is really really nice. Like it hits you with like a really good time because, like I said, when she released it as a single, she released it I think is the the third and final or the fourth and final one, like just two weeks ago. I know I take it back. It was the third because uh, new demo was the last one she did, and that was last week. So it was the third single, and I was like, eh, okay. I mean, I didn't hate it. It fit the vibe and everything. But when I when I listened to it on the record it sounds awesome uh so i it, really it like that really song well. i and i yeah. really liked it a lot so i can't and now tomorrow that's definitely a record i'm going to be playing at work a few times i would imagine because i i, I really liked it the, the i listened to it one whole through um on friday in the morning and then i made it another halfway at some point um i don't think friday so it might have been yesterday because uh, i don't think i did, did today but i made another halfway through uh before i i, I had stopped and then I've, you know, I'll listen to it again. But uh, first, first impression is very, very, very good. Um, very impressed with what she did this time. It's uh, good. It definitely sounds like Soccer Mommy. A li- you know, it has that vibe to it. Like, it still sounds different. Like, like I, I, the more I listen to it, I want to kind of pay attention to, like, say, songwriting and maybe some growth from 
Uh, and I know she had an album out prior to uh, Clean, but that's where I really jumped on board was with Clean. And uh, just kind of compare that record with this one and, and kind of see how that stacks up and see the see how it's transformed. Uh, even with the last record, Color Theory, just kind of see how that one fits in. Um, see if it was like a natural progression from that record to this one. So, yeah, I, I, like I said, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I was three songs in. I was like, yep, this is it. And then uh, mine, I, I did see it. I mentioned to you. Um, the funny thing about my record story is uh, in the back, I get like no service. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, at one point sent you a message that they did have the indie record store variant there, but I already ordered it from Urban Outfitters. And I was like, who knows when I get it? Because everything's been back ordered for a really long time. But um, I did get a message right either yesterday or today that it has shipped so i should have it probably late this coming week or early next Good. week like after the holiday is my guess so uh i can't wait to hear it i really the reason i got the urban outfitters one is because i really like the variant for it um clear doesn't really do much for me or white um but they had this really cool i don't know what it was like a purple looking color i don't know what the official name was it wasn't purple uh or it wasn't lilac they called it orchid I went to the website just now. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's like a like, almost like a lavender looking color, but a little darker. Um, yeah, the indie cool. variant definitely matches with the album artwork, which I sent you a picture of it. It's like it's like kind of like a, a somewhere between a dark pink, light purple, more dark pink, and then it with black splatter. Yeah. Oh, it's black. Okay, I thought it might have been like a dark purple or something. Yeah, with it. but it looks good. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Yeah, so it definitely fits with the artwork for sure. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a it, it really is a great album. Now, you've listened to a lot more Soccer Mommy than I have, so you you have a better recollection of what her past albums have sounded like. I feel like, yeah, and and I could be completely wrong, but is was. Was color theory more poppy than this one? No. Okay. Um, I think this one. If you want to say if you're comparing them just for like the poppy aspect, because I'd say they color theory for me is where she really leaned into to, to like '90s. I think that was was clean. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, with clean, it was more of like an indie alternative kind of sound, but more more modern. How you know it didn't sound '90s at all to me. I mean it just sounded more slightly above bedroom. Like if you're recording in your bedroom, you know how like bedroom indie kind of would sound and right. Kind of like in that vein. Whereas color theory, I thought had a lot more nineties elements in it. Like she leaned into the nineties elements and you could hear them. And this one is like jumping in the pool, <laughs> you know, if you're going to compare, but it does have more pop sensibility in that aspect. Like, um, and I mean that more of like in a, like almost like a radio friendly kind of way, but not like pop radio, well, like you could definitely hear something catching on the radio and that wouldn't be surprising at all, but it has more of that alternative kind of lean to it uh, for being that. And of course, like it's a big 90s sound, like full, full dive into the 90s alternative scene with this one. Yeah, it's a really good I album. It it's really I don't know good. how it's going to hold. Clean's like one of my all-time favorite records <laughs> because oh, it's really? just like one of those perfect breakup records. And just really really good i liked color theory a lot and like even going back and listening to it i'm so glad i have the uh i got the trapper keeper which is like one of the best packaging it's it's probably the best packaging i have because it's so unique i don't i mean it was done in a trapper right. keeper it just it played into that whole like 
Trapper Keeper themes, like the pencil holder and and the way that the demo the um, the demo uh, seven inches were put in there as well. It was really cool. So I, I really liked that aspect. Right. And I just I liked the sound of that record. I didn't still didn't love as much as Clean, but I really liked it. And then this one feels like it could be like a, a little like up there with Clean. Uh, at least you know first couple you know listen to half in. I really liked it a lot. We'll see yes. how it kind of marinates and and kind of um, like long play kind of deal because uh, I think that definitely factors into a record's strength as well, which you can't tell. Oh, for sure until over time but right yeah that's definitely something i could see with this one yeah i will say the i haven't seen it but you've you've mentioned the whole trapper keeper idea a few times over the since you've gotten it and that does seem like such a cool way to do packaging it's different it seems really cool and obviously that gives it like a 90s vibe i mean that's early 90s too trapper keepers that's like late 80s, yeah. early 90s. That's old school, man. I was young. Because I, I remember, like, I had a couple. Um, like, I don't know if I had a branded Trapper Keeper, but, like, I know I had, like, things like it. Like, I had either a, a Nike one or a Reebok one. I think it was Nike. It was, like, I remember it was purple, and the, the Nike and the check, I think, was in, like, a yellow font. It almost looked like LSU or something like that, but it was, like, Nike. It was, like, not, like, a school or anything, but it looked pretty cool. And then I remember, do you remember like the five star trapper keepers that zipped all the way around? Kinda, dude. It was like that. I mean, they were a long sick. time ago. I think I had one, or I had at least like a knockoff of a trapper keeper, but they were so long ago, man. I don't fully remember, yeah. but I know I had. Listen, you never forget your first trapper keeper. <laughs> I I didn't have. I don't. Again, I don't know if I had an actual trapper keeper. Or if I had to knock off of it, but I definitely had one. But I want to say I had it in like elementary school, and dude, like, yeah, it was definitely younger. For yeah, sure. I would say, man, I feel like that I had. If I did have, I know the five star thing was in middle school for sure, Not, and I know I had those for a couple of years because I, I had different colors. I really like those because they zipped all around. Your papers never left. Versus the Trapper Keeper, which kept everything in there, but still had open ends. Uh, the five stars, are like, we're just gonna zip it all up, and it was cool. But uh, right. Yeah, I, I loved those, and I loved mechanical pencils back in the day. It's really weird. <laughs> I liked mechanical pencils, and I thought it was such a badass. Oh, because I had this pencil that was like ten bucks, and I was like, "Yeah, I spent ten bucks on this pencil." But it was a pencil and a pen. It was super dope. That I have to refill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they're better than regular pencils. Still, to this day, zebras. Those are classic. Uh depends on what you use them for. I don't know. If they're necessarily better. Maybe. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, but I do think it was cool that she did that. I don't know whose idea that was, but that's a cool idea. Uh, and so, like, you've talked about it several times, and I've always thought that sounded like a really awesome and unique way to package something. Uh, but no, that definitely sounds cool. The The new album did not, at least the indie exclusive, came in very common. Just a sleeve and then the inner sleeve mm-hmm. that holds the record. That was it. And then it has like a lyric sheet, you know, but nothing, nothing crazy, but it's yeah. good. I'm glad I had, I'm glad I bought it now. Cause like I said, I had not listened to it at all when I purchased it, but I was like, well, I'm not buying Jack Johnson. It's not here. I'm not going to the coheed yet. I'm passing on that for now, at least. So uh, let me. Uh, I'm I'm at the record store. I'm gonna buy something. 
this isn't a bad price. Let me grab this <laughs> soccer mommy. If it's not good, I'll sell it, you know? So, and nah, it's good. It's really good. Um, was, uh, before I go net again, with, was there anything else like re- release wise from this week you wanted to mention? Um, I still need to listen to the new Muna record. That's a record that I have on my list, but I haven't listened to it just because of lack of time. Uh, Phoebe well, helped with that, right? Yeah, and it's really not lack of time because I, I just listened to a ton of records that I purchased or that arrived this week, so that's the reason why I didn't listen to new music very much. Yeah. But I do want to listen to Muna. Uh, I love um, uh, Silk Chiffon. The lead single is awesome. I don't say this. I won't say I like love the band or anything. We'll see. But I, I like them enough to like give the record a listen and see how it is. I think it's definitely going to be poppy leaning. Like it's going to be really poppy is the feel I get from it. Um, I did listen to uh, the new Taylor Swift single from it's a call from a, it's from a movie uh, and it's called Carolina and I liked it. I thought it was a pretty really? single. Well, okay. that's I did not know that it come out. I knew nothing about this, so I'll have to check it out. I also knew nothing about Muna and then I saw I saw a post I forget who it was from but someone posted about getting like a signed poster of them yeah they had signed um copy like it was like indie exclusive signed insert or something like that yeah I think it was Tone Vendor or maybe the owner of Tone Vendor that posted it on Instagram actually so anyways Mm -hmm. I saw that and I'm like who is this and then shortly after that I saw a post on Instagram from Phoebe Bridgers talking where she was like just promoting it because she had worked on it. And she was saying how she was very excited for this project, yada, yada. So I'm like, okay, who is this? All right, Muna. Who is Muna? Which is M-U-A-M-U-N-A for listeners. If if you're like me and don't know who Muna is, we, I don't know if we're pronounced, Mm -hmm. maybe it's Muna. it's Muna, okay. It's Muna. There's a, they opened for Phoebe uh, when the concert. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I had never heard of them before yeah. either. But after seeing the multiple posts about them, I was like, hmm, maybe I should check this out. So yeah, I will. I didn't. I didn't know they existed before this weekend. So, but. Um, other than that, like uh, the the my big excitement this week. Um, and it worked out perfectly getting my refund for the ticket. Uh, who who announced the tour? Um, my favorite two records from last year, Turnstile and, and Snail Mail, who we previously mentioned in this episode. Uh, they announced a That's second right. part to the Turnstile Love Connection tour, and I got the uh, the bands like pre-sale or whatever, and bought those like immediate. Actually, not immediately because I forgot. I happened to go on Twitter about eleven o'clock and. And someone I follow lives in Baltimore, and was like, "Oh, ah, yeah, the, oh, damn concert!" They had been there. on they they went on so at like what ten a.m. So you were like an yeah, hour. So I'm, I was fifty minutes late, and so I immediately like I gotta go. So I kind of like left my area from work and went to go buy those tickets. Well, I got them. I, I feel I feel like that they're they're big, but they're not like gonna be massive in Pittsburgh to where it's gonna sell out. And I still had a couple probably other right. Um, pre-sales to get this was just the band pre-sale there's still like the venue pre-sale and yeah the ticket prices for sleep.com pre-sale i don't know i'm just trying to yeah. think of something funny and i totally butchered that but uh, 
I've seen yeah. different I've seen different people post about the tour that bought tickets already, and it seems like the ticket prices could vary quite a bit depending on the venue. Uh, Mine were thirty five, which isn't bad at all. Like that's why I was now JPEG uh, isn't playing the Pittsburgh date, but there is going to be someone else announced. Okay, so it'll be Turnstile and Snail Mail okay. for sure. Um, then TBD uh, for the opener. I had never heard of the JPEG. What's the name of them? Uh, JPEG Mafia. They yeah, uh, I, they worked I, with Danny Brown. That's how I knew them. Okay, so yeah, I had never heard of JPEG Mafia anyway, which doesn't mean they're not well known. It just means I hadn't <laughs> heard of them. But. But I've like some people were saying like after fees and all they had spent like sixty something dollars. Mine were fifty with fees because yeah. When so, you look at the fees, they charge you like a facility fee, which is like ten to eleven dollars. Then they charge you two two dollar fees. One was like a a processing fee, which is cool, and <laughs> I forget the other one. It was probably like a just because we feel like it fee. Uh, so I had yeah <laughs> those two fees. Right. Yeah. So I mean. And, and I mean that's just the world we live in, unfortunately. Ticketmaster's been doing that for years, though. Yeah. They've gotten higher. Yeah, I just wish there was a special. Um, uh, there well, was a special. It was the segment that John Oliver did uh, as his lead segment, probably within the last two months, probably a month and a half ago or so. And it was about like ticketing fees and how like, I mean, honestly, they should just put them into the ticket price because when you go to and you think a ticket's thirty five dollars and then you go to the checkout and it's fifty, I'd rather just see the fifty bucks. When I go to yes. buy the ticket and know, okay, cool. And then like when I check out, I'm I'm good, you know, versus like, oh, 35 and I get to the checkout. Oh, $60. You know, what the hell happened? You know? Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And like how kind of shady they can be. Uh, like sometimes they'll only release so many tickets and then they resell them on their own website. <laughs> like that's, that's shady. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's shady. It's quiet. So yeah. Lucky so <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's annoying, and but I do think it. Love it has to, obviously based on what I've heard people say about what they've paid for the turnstile tickets. It definitely seems like venue ha- is having a, at least with this tour, different venues are charging different amounts, and so it's greatly different. Uh, I would say it, it probably for the the different amounts is probably dependent on the fees the venue itself charges. Um, this one's going to be at stage AE probably in, I think it's in, yeah, it's in November. So this one will be definitely be, um, indoors. Like it won't be outdoors at all. It'll be too cold. So it'll be indoor kind of like Ally and AJ. Uh, it's a great venue. It's a, it's a solid venue. It just is like really, you know, just kind of stupid with the fees, but whatever. Uh, 50 is still not bad because if I don't go to the snail mail solo tour now, um, I'm going to at least get to see her open up for turnstile. So that means I'm going to get to see them. Uh, I have the national. Right. And I have um, me without you. They are for sure on the list. I already have tickets for all three of those. I don't think I'm missing any. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Cause I know the be without you is a big deal. Like they were just in yeah. our area. Um, yesterday was a week ago and I didn't go, but I have friends that went, you know, so I mean, they're an important band, so that'll be good. Now, is 68 on your date or no? That no. Stinks. I love that Unfortunately not. I don't even know who's on my date. Um, it's funny because I thought that the, the show was at Mr. Small's, which is a really nice venue. Um, and so I'm at, I'm at the concert on Friday, and I'm using the restroom, and I'm staring at the poster <laughs> right in front of me. And it's like, oh, 
Neither thought you, Feral Tour. It's here. So it's at the Roxy Theater, uh, which still isn't a bad venue. It's really nice. It's like this really old theater. Um, well, not old, but it's like an older theater with like multiple levels. Um, but it's nice because the, the main floor that's GA uh, kind of declines. So you can see pretty much from any spot and not be like, oh, man, I can't see anything. So that's cool. Uh, and the sound's good there, too. Like Motion City sounds really, really solid. So um, I know I've seen me without you a bunch of times. I, right. I figure I know how it's going to sound live and everything. Yeah. Uh, I do want to hear about your concert. Uh, before we get into that, uh, just, I just I did want to mention uh, like two things. First, one more about releases. I uh, I have now ordered, because again, I wanted to listen to, just like with Coheed, I wanted to listen to the album first before buying it. Uh, so uh, the reemergence i would say of alexis on fire uh, i'm sorry alex alexis on fire yeah i said it right the first time uh they have not put an album out in quite yeah some time like their last album let's see so crisis was 2006 um old crows old crows young cardinals was 2009 Crisis was around when I started listening to this band, uh, but they have been a, they were an earlier like screamo post hardcore band. Uh, their first album came out in two thousand three, and I didn't even listen to them then. I knew of them when they came out in two thousand and three, and then Watch Out was two thousand and four. Uh, again, Crisis was two thousand and six, and that's kind of when I started listening to them. If and I then, can. And then, oh. just in that one self-titled thing. So yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I just don't, they're not like one of my favorite bands. I, I love Dallas Green though. Right. I uh, love City and Color. But it's not a big Alexis on Fire fan. But I will say I did listen, and I told you, I don't think I listened, I don't think I mentioned on the podcast, but last week I did listen to the self-titled record. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It has very early Thrice kind of vibes. It kind of reminds me of. Yeah, I could see that uh, for sure. Because they were more, that heavier, yeah, that, that tone too. It's the whole tone of the whole record and the way that everything was recorded. I think in a way. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. They but but they hadn't put an album out in quite a while, and I will say near the end, and I don't know if it was because City and Color was just becoming so popular or what. Because they're amazing, but or he's amazing. Yeah, near the end, sing me the phone book, Dallas. You're amazing. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen them live. That's the thing. I've just never. I went to a music festival one time and didn't go, and I regret that. And I've just never seen them live. Wasn't City in Color at Furnace Fest last year? I'm no. pretty. I'm no, pretty no, sure. That would have been my number two after Beloved. Well, three after Beloved and Showbread. I I'm gonna look. You can look, and I, you will be wrong. I I mean, yeah, definitely maybe, but I really thought. That it was just him solo. No, because it would have been City and Color then, because he's toured it with just like acoustically and whatnot. Yeah, but it's always been still tied yeah. to City and Color. Right. Um. I would, anyways, doesn't matter. Um. But regardless, I really like the new album. That's the point that I'm bringing this up. They have a new album called Otherness. 
And I was afraid that the new album was going to be really heavy. Not necessarily slow, but slower songs. Very heavy on Dallas singing, even though they have another guy, I can't remember his name right now, that's much more of a screamer. Whereas where the whole war like parsed hardcore comes in. And so I was really thinking because near the end, I felt like they had started going that way with the much more Dallas heavy. And it's not that it's bad, but I like the dynamic of the two and I like post hardcore. I like the heavy stuff and that's what they are to me. So I wasn't sure this new album brings it opening track brings it i but like within like two songs i think i told you and i know i told like my buddy tom uh, as well that i keep saying i want to get on the podcast and haven't yet but like two or three so- like two songs in i'm like i have to own this record this is so good the first track committed to the con so good oh my gosh it's an, also it's a great first track for an album Oh man, it but the whole album I love and I love how uh, it's got like that post hardcore vibe where there's definitely a good mix of sing scream, sing scream, you know, with both vocalists. I I'm oh my gosh. I'm they in my opinion, they have definitely done a great job of their return to playing music. I Love it. it I'm uh, oh man, it, it's a great album. And the very the vinyl I ordered uh, is really good too. So it lo- at least get? the mock up, the mock up. It's like one of those like windmill mock ups, and it's a like double the style. Yeah, it's like the pinwheel style, and it's a double EP. So both of them were kind of like an off white, and then it's got the colors for the pinwheel. And it matches the artwork of the album really well because there's like pinks and dark purples of the album artwork. And so one of the one of the vinyl, the pinwheel, is like a, the pink, and the other, the pinwheel is the dark purple. Both of them on the off white base. So that's the mock up at least. So I ordered it from uh, like their store has it shipped yet or is so, it still pre? because i feel like i know i've seen the colors you're mentioning but i can't remember yeah. if i saw it from like the reddit that i'm on or if i saw it um like someone had posted like they they received the vinyl do you know if it's shipped yet or if it is shipping i think for some people it's already shipped because they also had another one that was like a 50 dollar one that that the it's a it's an alternate cover that's like really shiny. I forget what they call it, but it's an alternate like cover. Yeah, it's like super. They it's called like lint, lenticular or lenticular or whatever. Anyways, I looked at it. I might would have bought it in my excitement of how much I liked the album, but it was already sold out. And it was like I said, it was like fifty dollars for shipping. So it's probably a good thing that I didn't get it. So they may have shipped already. Mine has not shipped yet. Um, I just ordered it on the 24th. So that could be why. Um, so, But some other people, it may have already shipped for. I don't know. 
but it's the you nailed it with the artist though because yeah i think that's what me uh Undroth did on there yeah that makes sense yeah that kind of shiny look to it so but this one it's the artist exclusive and i think that i think it looks really cool so if the if it look if the pinwheel looks like the mock-up then it's a it's a good variant regardless so I, I just, dude, I was, because so, I didn't know. I, they had put out, like, one single I had listened to, and it's definitely mm-hmm. the slower Dallas heavy. So, again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted the other. I wanted the heavier stuff, uh, the more post-hardcore with the other guy screaming a lot. And this does a, this album definitely does that as well. And I just wasn't sure based on the single. I was like, eh, I don't know. I need to, it sounds good, but I need to listen to more. So two songs in, I'm like, I'm buying this album. It, I'm very, very glad. It sounds really, really good. Uh, so I'm stoked for it. Um, and I've seen them live. I haven't seen them live in quite a while, but I've seen them live. So I, I definitely want to see them. I'm excited to have an opportunity to see them live again. But it's a good album. It's a very good return. But yeah. Sorry, I was trying to get back to the mute. I was like, unmute. (laughs) Um, I'm like, where are you? That's happened to me before. The uh, lentricular ones typically move because I know that the Underoath one, it was really cool because if you went to the website when they they launched it, uh, it kind of had that like, where everything kind of switched that's kind of like what the the one did so it'd be kind of neat to see how they do that with the because i know what the cover looks like for the new record is i don't really like the new color i think it's kind of weird but i don't know it's just kind of it looks it's really a cool. weird cover i like the colors of it it's a yeah, face the colors are cool. for listeners yeah, it's, it's hard to describe but it's a face but it's not the full face it's like you see eyes you see nose and you see a mouth there's not an outline of the edges of the face, um, but it looks like a female face. There's a, the lips are like really dark purple, and there's like this pinkish eyeshadow around the eyes. That's why I was saying like the pinwheels of the variant really work well with the art. But yeah, it's it's an unusual cover. There's no writing. There's no font of any kind on the cover, so. It's definitely different, whereas the lenticular is like a photo, and it says otherness also in big letters on it. So, which again, that's the name of the album. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what that's what it is. Uh, if you were to get the lenticular, and again, it's probably a very good thing for me that it was sold out because if it hadn't have been sold out. <laughs> I probably would have gotten money. it. Yeah. And it was definitely a good bit more than just the artist exclusive that I got. So, yeah. Well, uh, let's roll into, I'll, I'll be, I don't have a, like a, too much to say, but uh, I had a good time. Emotion city soundtrack. Um, saw them. They were, I've had tickets for this for, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's been two years at this point, but Maybe it's not quite, maybe it's like it was, they were going to do it last year and I didn't have tickets till recently, but I feel like it's definitely got delayed twice, if not three times. Um, they're doing the, they were doing <laughs> the Commit This to Memory uh, 17th, I believe, anniversary tour. And um, 
for me it's an album that mm-hmm. i really really like a lot um back in the day and i think i mentioned this last episode how we would split like the cd so i've i've been you know familiar with it a lot and every new year's eve i have to listen to uh resolution and together we're ringing the new year uh those two songs from that record it's just like a must along with some um uh death cab can't uh, the new year's from uh from the from death cab from atlanticism Transatlanticism, sorry, rather butchered that name. Anyway, back to Motion City soundtrack. Yeah, band and yeah. Well, I, listeners can go to past uh, episodes and listen to me rant about uh, about Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, for sure. So, also, spoiler alert: I just cracked this via, and uh, I heard a, it. You were. I don't know if you'd like it, but it is. It's a. Uh, strawberry slushy in line and it is incredible um abjuration is doing some amazing things there at pittsburgh place and i'm i'm telling you what man it's they call it one of their candied sours and it tastes like candy it's amazing it's like you're drinking candy it's awesome that sounds uh, great yeah i'm not even joking like their stuff is good they had two others i wanted to try but they didn't have them one was a key lime pie because um I didn't want, there was nothing that I wanted to get. So I just want to get like a few like to take. And so uh, when we went to Mike's at the end of the night after the show, uh, I didn't, I didn't have anything other than like trying those little bits or whatever they let you try just to see if I like it. And so they didn't have the key lime pie and they had another one that was cotton candy and they didn't have that one either, but abjuration is awesome. They've done the last time I was up there. Um, they had a Skittles one and it was really, really good. So doing great stuff love it uh but yeah the, the concert was fun um i mentioned we went to the record store uh afterward which i did get your record out by the way it's in the mail i did that prior to pittsburgh and uh why thank you <laughs> and then uh after the record store like my stomach was rumbling in the record store <laughs> like it was like rrr, rrr, and i was like i know it's two o'clock almost three o'clock i know i know you're hungry we're gonna be eating soon just chill out hang on we're almost there <laughs> and so uh afterwards we had to go grab some food it was really cool um we were looking for something close to north shore because we thought maybe we'll go to mike's and get some beers to take because it's cheaper like with mike's you can if you take beers out it's 40 percent off it's great <laughs> it's like what so um yeah we found this place it was called shaka and it is like an Asian fusion restaurant and it was good. I liked it. Uh, I had some shrimp tacos and they had like a little, um, it almost put you out of a food court in a way, but it wasn't in a food court. It was like in a, you know, like a restaurant would be, but it had like different, almost like different um, types of cuisine, like at different restaurants, but they were like, that's why I said it reminds me of food court. Cause there's like the Asian place we ate at. There was like a pizza place. There was a place doing barbecue um, there were a few others too, but they're on the other side. So I didn't get to see them clearly. And then there was like a place you can get some beers and whatnot. So I got to try like a, I had this really awesome, which I don't know if I've mentioned it to you. I'm not like a big Pilsner guy. Cause Pilsner's kind of a plane to me. They just like, okay, it's a Pilsner. Yeah. I like some mama's little yellow pills by Oscar blues. Isn't bad. Every Pilsner that I've ever had is like, okay, it's a Pilsner. 
but they had one up there that was uh, uh, from Washington, PA, and it was a Blackberry Pilsner, and that thing was awesome. And for me to say that, you know, not loving Pilsners, like, that was good. Um, it was just enough Blackberry to give it some flavor. And then uh, after eating everything, it was getting close to, like, it was actually a really early show. It started at 7.30. So we decided to roll out. Um, didn't know who was opening until I got to the venue, looked at the merch table, and saw All Get Out was playing. I was like, oh, cool. I like All Get Out. I've seen them once. I don't think I saw them at Furnace Fest last year. So I was like, all right, cool. That's that's a band I like. It will be fun. So actually, the opener, oddly enough, was a comedian. <laughs> he did, like, 15 minutes. What? Yeah, I'm not joking. Neil something or other. He was the opener and he's a comedian. And I, at first I thought he was just being like the MC. And nope, he was doing a whole set for like 15, 20 minutes. Sorry, I drank and didn't mute myself. But um, terrible. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. Uh, I couldn't even hear what he was saying because everyone was talking. <laughs> um. Next was All Get Out. They put a good set on. You know, I, I they played a lot of the newer songs. There was uh, one song that really caught my ear, I guess, is from their new record they've released, you know, since I really, like, last checked in with them. And enjoyed it. That's a record I probably should uh, queue up uh, in Spotify this week to give it a listen. And then uh, Motion City played uh, Commit This to Memory and Fool. Got to hear both the songs I previously mentioned that I love as well as others on that album as well. But I had never heard either one of those live. So uh, it was great to hear those. And then they did a 10 song set afterwards. So they played 22 songs overall. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good show. I, I mean, I feel like this is so like bad for like a scene kid that I grew up as, but I, have never really listened to Motion City soundtrack. Just never have. They're good. Um, I like, I mean, as far as like albums, I would say um, Commit This to Memory, Mark Hopp has produced. It doesn't sound like a Blink record by any ways, but he did a really good job on the production aspect of that record. And I would recommend that one or My Dinosaur Life because those are both really, really good records from them. Um, I Am The Movie's pretty good. That's definitely one if they would have had it on vinyl at the show. Uh, I would have picked it up for sure. And then, even though it's not like a great or a perfect record by any means, uh, even if It Kills Me isn't too bad either, um, that would be another one that I probably would have bought on vinyl had they had it in. But they only had um, a tour pressing, I believe, of uh, Commit This to Memory. And I have it on vinyl. I bought it a long time ago, so... They had some cool shirts. Like, uh, didn't want to spend the money on anyone since I just dropped like a hundred dollars on records that day. So I didn't want to like go crazy and 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 whatnot. So um, shirts are so a few beers too. Shirts are so expensive at shows now, man. Yeah, yeah, they really are. I mean, like the long sleeve ones are like forty five bucks now, and uh, they had a really cool tie dye one, and then they had, of course, like two different um, tour shirts, which I do. I do like the tour shirts with like the dates and everything on it. Like I don't know, you you can if it's if it's a good tour and I guess I'm not spending a lot of money or anything. I could I could definitely be suckered into getting one of those for sure. Um, they had a really cool poster that was um, almost like a glossy 
prism-esque aspect over it, if that makes sense. Like it had that reflective kind of covering on it. And it was signed. So that was cool too. Uh, and I think they were numbered. I don't know how many, you know, if it was like the whole tour, like they had like 500 available or it was like each night we're doing 25 or something. I don't know how they were numbered, but it was uh, signed and numbered, which is cool. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, good show. Like I said, uh, you know, obviously showing some age uh, in a sense like that um, vocally you can tell like in certain parts, but overall it was a really good show. Like they didn't sound bad by any means. There's a couple of notes, obviously vocally is what I'm meaning. Like he didn't hit or something here and there, but overall a uh, good time, great memory. Does lead, so does, does the lead singer still have a crazy fro? It's not a fro. It's uh, like really spiky long hair and he does still have the same hair. It's a little bit shorter now, but it's still like, he still has like it spiked up really high with like gel. I'm assuming because that's that's really up there. <laughs> but it was like spiked all around, even on the sides and stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but it was just like it was just wasn't that long. Like his length of hair wasn't that long. Okay. I mean, it was it was long, but it wasn't like as long as like in the older pictures. Like uh, I could probably send you a picture because like on some of my stuff, like when I have. Um, on iTunes, if I have something on my phone or my, yeah. or my iPad, I like to at least put a picture there. So there's just like, not, you know, I'd rather have something on it versus, uh, versus nothing. Uh, so I'm sending you a picture right now in chat. His hair was just like a standout for that band. Like, yeah, oh, he was definitely was. like, you, you saw him, you like, you know, you know, he's easy to spot. Um, and he's the one in the center and the, in the brown sweater. But yeah, it was right. spiked everywhere. Now it was like, like I said, not as short, not as long on the sides or or the back. So that's why it wasn't like all over. But the top and everything's still spiky and everything. Um, the band, like I said, the band sounded really good live and everything. Like the venue, so I'm I'm really hopeful for me without you. They're in about a month. I think that's the 28th, I believe, of uh, July. So that'll be good. Um, that'll for sure be yeah. good. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but just playing some music, trying to like you know spread the uh the gospel of turnstile and and the national and uh snail mail you know bands bands i love that people may not know about and just try to get those bands out there to more people because that's what i do uh so you you bought tickets (laughs) for the national so yes absolutely front row in my mind you just paid for the music to sleep to Oh no, that's gonna be it. I mean, I'll I'll be like a, a wide range of emotions because um, going from there, I think they're playing a lot of European places right now. The set looks looks really good. It's kind of varied um, over their albums, which is nice because um, I think the last time they were touring, they were doing a lot of. Uh, I'm gonna try make sense because it just probably released when they were touring a lot. Uh, I'm easy to find as a good record, but it's and it's very similar to like the slower brother or sister of um sleep well beast in a way there's a lot of similarities between those two records and they are not playing as many from that record this time which is nice okay. uh, but i do like so- there are playing songs from it and i'm glad because i do like some songs on it but i'm glad it's not like leaning heavy into that um but they're playing a good mix it looks like they're doing 20 some songs like 22 to 25 somewhere in that range probably 22 Kind of gotcha but yeah uh, i just i'm gonna i'm gonna love it i'm front row i'm gonna be i might cry i'm i'm gonna be happy uh i don't know what kind of emotions i'm gonna experience but it's gonna be a lot and i'm very happy 
they just every time I've tried listening to the national, they I feel like they're putting me to sleep. And now I have heard that they are awesome live. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're good. Just in, in, like as far as musicians, um, when I first heard them, uh, I didn't care for uh, Matt's vocals at all, and it's weird because uh, they did. I the... yeah, I'm not a fan of what I've heard of his vocals. That's the first thing that just because I'm like okay. You have one note, and you hit that note throughout the entire song. They played uh, the CBS Saturday Morning Show that I like will tout a lot because they play a lot of like different like indie and alternative kind of artists play on it. So they played in October, I think the Saturday after Sleepwell Beast came out, and uh, they didn't play it. Was they just recorded like their New York set and they showed two of the songs on the show and I was like, Oh, okay. This sounds pretty good. Like I'll have to check them out because I had not listened to them since um, trouble will find me. That was the album that I think I first heard from them that I listened. So I went ahead and listened to that and fell in love with that record. That's why sleep obese always will hold a special place to my heart. Even though it's not their best record, it's a record. I really, really love a lot except turtleneck. That song is awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You hate the song turtleneck. That song is so that on the, they're gonna play that when you see them. I bet you, just because of that. I don't think I've seen it. now. They played it when I when I went to see them in D.C. But that makes sense because it was the uh, Sleep Will Beast tour, and they play, they probably played about eight or nine songs, from the right? Record, which you know it probably is gonna be played. But uh, they played Korean at the liquor store, so I was happy. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that show, uh, especially being in the front, and it's gonna be at Heinz Hall, which is like a we have a bunch of seats and everything, so that'll be kind of cool to not have to like stand for the whole time. But especially being in the front row, I don't have to worry about anyone standing. I can just you know look ahead and be all set. So yeah, I think the only thing I've seen there, there. is uh, stand up. I think I went to see Aziz and Sorry there, and that's the only thing I've seen. So. The National, I feel, is a band you can sit for. Yeah, I did in uh, DC. That we had I. I didn't. I don't know if I tried. I think I want to get covering, so I didn't have to sit in the grass and everything. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what I did in DC because I've only seen them the one time. So this will be the second time I've seen them. But I probably wouldn't have went to this tour had I not got front row, just because that was so amazing to me that I'd be sitting in the front row. I was like, yeah, I gotta go. So very worth cool. it, even though it's a little pricier of a ticket. Yeah, sure. that's very cool. Now you got you got turnstile tickets. You said that's an octopus. Yep. No. Uh, November something. November. I, yeah, I yeah. write down my work calendar tomorrow before I forget. I gotta make sure there's no other dates. I think those are the only three concerts that I have coming up. I I don't think I'm missing any. I think the only other one that's on my radar is the the um uh, snail mail tour, but I might not go to that one now right. unless someone else wants to go and just wait until I see a return style. Well, I mean, obviously, her headlining that means it's going to be a longer set. And whereas yeah. like Turnstile, that's such a mix. Like I'm not saying it doesn't fit, but Turnstile still has a lot of hardcore fans. She doesn't. It's all. Uh, they're all from Baltimore. I think that's even JPEG. I think it's from Baltimore. I think that's why it's like it is. I think they're kind of like, you know, how sometimes back in the day labels would do a lot of label focused tours, or they take up like the up and coming band on the label they just signed. Sure. I think they're just like, hey, let's take these people from Baltimore with us. Gotcha. Okay. It's just, I'm just saying like snail mail sound and turnstile sound, even though the new album 
is more genre bending. Turnstile is still historically a hardcore band. So it's a little bit of a different fan base pairing. And so that's why I, I don't know. I could see, I could not saying it won't be a great set, but I could see her set on her solo tour being better. And it definitely should be longer since it's her headlining. So it might would still be worth it to go to that and not just the turnstile show. If you can swing it. If, yeah, if, if someone wanted to go, especially being Mr. Smalls, being a, a smaller venue and even the potential of um, maybe running into her after the show and getting, um, cause I would probably, I would definitely consider buying the tour variant of Valentine. I don't know if I would cave, but I definitely would consider it cause it's half pink, half gold. So there's part of me that wants it if, if I can get it. <laughs> so, gotcha. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely something that if if people wanted to go, I think I would probably definitely go to that one then. Whereas if people are like, eh, on the fence, I probably wouldn't make the effort because like I have to see, you know, I have to like borrow a car or rent a car or something, and so it'd just be much easier to try to go to the turnstile one since she's going to be there anyway. But I agree. Um, that's what I always tell people about music festivals. I say, you know, hey, if you're wanting to go to a music festival to experience a bunch of different music or to discover music, it's great. But if you're like, I want to see this band, so I'm going to this festival to see this band, it's not ideal because most of the time, unless they're headlining, they're playing like under 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's like you're not going to catch a whole lot of the, the set. Yeah. Usually festival sets are not a band's best. Sometimes no. it can be a things can be different like especially if it's like this is the band reuniting which is like a ton of what furnace fest was when we went last year you know like a ton of that was bands reuniting that hadn't played it so long so that makes it a little bit different uh i mean there's some of that again this year at furnace fest not as much as last year but there's some of that again for sure so that makes it different because it's like a band that you thought you would never get to see live or maybe saw back in the day and didn't think you would ever get a chance to see again. But in bands, general, yeah, bands, bands reuniting. Yeah. Like, cause I know um, uh, Coachella usually tries to get a band to, to come together even for just like one set. That's different. That would, yeah, you got to go. Like if Daft Punk did Coachella, I'm going to the Daft, at least the Daft Punk day. You know what I'm saying? Like you go to that. But you, right. like, I'm saying if you're like, if it's a band that's currently touring, uh, I'm trying to think of someone like at uh, Furnace Fest last year that. <sighs> Comeback Kid. Okay. Comeback Kid, yeah. Um, Knocked loose. Yeah. They're, they're, those, that would be someone on my list that would be lower, just in the sense that they're still a band. They still toured as right. a band. Like every time I die. Um, I'm really glad right. I saw them. But at the time, like, okay, there's still a band that tours if there's a band that's more rare or that probably won't be together too much longer, maybe I'll go see them instead. Something like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a perfect example. Yeah. That's a perfect example. That was the first time I'd seen every time I die in several years was at furnace fest. And it was a good set. I was very glad I went when I saw them in November at a venue headlining. Definitely better because mm-hmm. yes, Shows oh, yeah, for sure are usually a better set than 
festivals. Most definitely. Totally agree. Yeah, festivals, it's like, if there's one you want to see, but you're also open to seeing other bands, it's fine. But don't, I always tell people, go to festivals thinking, like, you want to see a bunch of different music or experience a lot of different, or even, like, if they're bands you've never watched live or listened to or, or have seen live, um, you know, go in with, like, as an open mind. Don't be like, man, I want, I'm going to the festival, like, uh, we'll compare it to um, uh, Furnace Fest last year. Like, I really like Amber Lynn. I want to go see Amber Lynn, so I'm going to go to Furnace Fest. no. No, right. don't do that. Uh, go to see an Amber Lynn show. You know, that's just going to be a better experience if you're wanting to see just right. one certain band. Now, if you're like, I like Amber Lynn, I like Under Oath, I like Further Seems Forever, I like Knock Loose, I like Turnstile, I like uh, Death Heaven. Okay, you have a bunch of different artists you can go see. It makes sense to go to the festival. But yep. still, if you, if there's a band you really want to see, I always say, uh, especially a headlining show, for sure. Yeah. Festival sets just usually for an active band usually are not as good as seeing them at a at like a, a regular venue. With that said, while yes, it's awesome because you love snail mail, you love turnstile. So yeah, it makes sense that you should be pumped to be seeing them on tour together. But if I definitely think it would probably still behoove you to see snail mail on her own headlining tour i think you would get a ton yeah. out of that i would get a ton out of that and i definitely think you would so i i feel like she'll play a lot of valentine for i mean obviously it's the valentine tour or whatever you know it's, that's what at least the oh, for sure going on but i would expect um i would expect her it, at turnstile that is i would expect her to play at least a dozen songs to 15 because with them only being three bands like um Right, JPEG. I, I mean, let's even though they're not playing my date, it's going to be a band. Let's just say JPEG in this case. You're probably playing about eight songs, so I could see Snowmail playing about a dozen to four you know, to fifteen songs in that range, and then of course Turnstile coming out and probably doing about twenty two or so, right? Maybe even more I, just because their songs are so short. Yeah, I suspect at um, at the Turnstile Snowmail tour. Snail mail, snail mail will be almost exclusively Valentine. Now, I doubt that'll be it. I don't think she'll only play that record, but I think it'll be extremely heavy Valentine. Kind of when I saw Waxahachie, it was, I think they may have played one or two songs that weren't off of St. Cloud, and that was it. You know, so I suspect you'll get a lot more just Valentine at the Turnstile show than if you saw her headlining. But definitely the two of them together is a cool experience. Like you said, they were two of your top albums of last year, if not the top two. Yeah. yeah that I had ranked for right. sure. I mean I so, ranked the beginning said like this is my favorite and this is clearly the runner up. Um yeah, yeah I was I was interested in that tour uh but it just worked out. So they're playing Orlando in October on a Thursday and with with Furnace Fest being the end of September and then that tour hits Orlando only like two, maybe at most three weeks after I was like, nah, that's too close together for me to take two Thursdays off of work. So I have a friend that bought four tickets. He 
He was he loves turnstile. So he bought four tickets of the pre-sale this past Thursday. And he's like, if anybody wants to go, I got four. And if it they're playing in the Tampa St. Pete area. At, I think it's called the Janice Landing. I think it's the venue. Uh, but they're doing that that fr- the Friday after. If I could get some people to go, I'm and depending on what time the show starts, if I could just go after work because I get off work around three thirty on Fridays, I might would be interested in that. It's probably not going to happen. I haven't bought a ticket because mm-hmm. it's probably not going to happen. But I'm not going to, I just know they're too close together for me to miss work to see, to see them on that Thursday, even that, that my buddy bought tickets for. Otherwise I definitely would have tried to go, uh, you know, like it just, it just didn't work date wise for me with furnace fest being that close to it, but it's going to be a great tour. The two of them together. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm really hoping nothing against JPEG mafia, but like, I'm really hoping they pull in something really cool. <laughs> not to and like yeah. i'm not saying that i mean you're cool, not but like someone i would be more interested in um, right and i mean you know you're not getting answer. them yeah i know you're, i'm not getting them for sure yeah so now um, that there is the opportunity you may get someone you really like so yeah that's what i'm meaning by it like more more someone like i already like that i've not seen or maybe that i would like to see again or have had a project out like a new album or two out since i've last uh seen them live or something like that would be kind of cool um yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. there uh let's see we're getting close to the two hour mark um do you have anything you would like to mention sir yeah um i think that's it let me just say i know you haven't listened to it yet uh but i've been listening to this album for several months because i'm part of their like fan club but the the new emory album rub some dirt on it oh i listened once okay just once okay i think it's really good it's a little bit of a return so they're more kind of like they're not post hardcore, but they're screamo. It's their last two albums, which one of them you loved, Eve, and then and then their most recent album, yeah. especially White Line Fever, are much more subdued sound, more so White Line than Eve. But even Eve is less of the like screamo hardcore influence. So while it's a very good album, I didn't I missed that from them because one of the things I love about Emory is their blend of the prettier, softer, not necessarily soft, but softer, not the screaming, and then the heavier screaming stuff. And this album is a return to that very much so. So I really like it a lot. It it came out this past Friday as well. So people should check that out. Rub some dirt on it. They're also back on Tooth and Nail, which was a more recent thing that happened before the release. So that's cool. I think it's a great album. Like I said, it's weird. It's a weird thing for me. I wasn't like super excited about it coming out this Friday just because being in there, it's called Emeryland. And then the if you're in Emeryland, you're called a knuckle breaker, which is from their first album. I think that's kind of a silly name, but whatever. But you're if you're in, head. if you're in that, they sent you, they did like a live stream of it several months ago that you could watch, which I watched. And then they released that entire album, just a live stream recording. So I've been listening to that. And then they released like, um, uh, 
the studio version. I've listened to it. And then even like, I think they even had like the mastered what's out now for us earlier. So I've been listening to this album for several months now. Yeah, it's so, been out for at least it's been out probably close to almost a year at this point, right? It feels that way to me, but I don't think it's at least the fall. Yeah, it feels that way to me, even though I don't think it's actually been that long. But it's been out for quite a while, so I wasn't like super super excited about the release day of the final release being released to everyone this past Friday, uh, just because I've already listened to the album so much and I'm already used to it. But I do think it's a really good album. Again, I'm excited about the return to the more screamo, some of the more heavier stuff. So that's something I was happy to see them do. And so, again, yeah, I just think it's I think it's a really really good album. So I'm stoked for it. I mean, they've been going at it for quite a while now. So this is their ninth yeah. full length album. So I like it wild yeah <laughs> so many records yeah yeah it's it's definitely not i mean like i said i i i just know the general nature of the songs i feel like i would like it um i think the reason why i've only listened to it the one time is because i kept forgetting about it because i use spotify mainly even though i put the music on my phone and my ipad i mainly use spotify because even though it's not much i'm still trying to give back to artists when i don't buy their music even though i listen to it a lot so um yeah, so that's I think that's contributed a little bit to me not listening to it a bunch. So maybe this will help me give it a few more spins. Um, tomorrow being Monday and pretty much being caught up. I know I'll listen to Sail Mail. I'm sorry, Soccer Mommy rather for sure. Uh, I'll probably give that a spin over Muna, and then maybe listen to Muna if I have time after podcast because Monday is like a lot of daily podcasts come out, um, like fantasy football, and right? Bill Simmons. Uh, no more DC. That's a maybe the bonus episode still comes out on Monday. I don't know. We'll see. I but think, uh, yes, I think it still will. This is internal stuff that our listeners probably won't care about. But yeah. I do think they'll. I just yeah. for you to know, I do think they're still doing bonus. But it's, okay, just under the guise of the new whole million thing, right? Or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Um, so next week we got uh, we have my birthday on Sunday, and we have the fourth. So n- not meaning like even as a holiday. I'm just saying for like recording purposes, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we may have a bit of a later uh, release date on the episode. Yeah. So which I mean, and hopefully the next time we're recording, uh, I'm going to try to keep it. I know we still end up going like two hours tonight. I'm going to still keep it, uh, you know, till around that time. But like I wanted to maybe next time do more of like a, like a topic. Um, I know we've been talking about the playlist yes. one for like at least mo- like two to three months. So maybe um, we uh, hammer out the playlist one and yeah, I, I want to work on, I want to work on a summer playlist, which we talked about those in the last uh, podcast episode. Yeah. I have the- oh, my birthday one's banging right now. I'm loving there the you birthday go. one. See, I haven't made a playlist yet for this summer, but, I do want to. So, and some of the stuff we talked about tonight may make its way on there. Uh, but what I'll do is when we do the episode, um, I, I like, we can, uh, we can talk about it. And even if we don't necessarily post like one we made recently or something like, uh, maybe we'll post like some playlists or whatever, like we each have made 
and kind of like, yeah. hey, here's here's the kind of the, the theme behind this because I have a couple I wouldn't mind mentioning that because obviously my birthday one it's just a bunch of songs I really like. It does fit to a degree because I have listened to it multiple times already and will kick off the song if it doesn't make sense. But um, I just want it to be a good vibe and everything. But uh, it has some, you know, it has my my taste. You have some Wet Leg and some Mitski, and then you have some Drake and some Weekend. You know, you just have you're all over the place. You don't know where you're gonna go. Def Heaven didn't make the cut though, so you know. <laughs> Even the new album that you're so obsessed with? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Death well, Heaven? Or, yeah. Yeah, Death Heaven is definitely from the new one, because that's the one I like from that. <laughs> but uh, right, the, obviously. Uh, new Drake did have uh, at least one song that made it. I think maybe two, but I think one for sure. All Massive. I've heard is how bad that all I've heard is how bad that album is. Obviously, Listen, Massive is a banger. That's all okay. I'm gonna say. I'm in defense of the, of Massive. I don't care if you want to hate the album. Or just take it or leave it, but Massive is a really good like banger of a song, and uh, it fits well in that playlist because you know you're, you're trying, you're you're playing some games, you're chit chatting, you're having some good conversation, you're maybe getting ready to karaoke. You just want something to keep the mood kind of chill, kind of fun, kind of vibrant, and that's what this does. It's vibrant. I right. like it. Which goes that goes into like what playlists are about. You know, like people have different playlists for different things. And so, yeah, you're creating a yeah. mood or whatnot. So, yeah, I'm definitely down that if we can on the next podcast, let's talk about let's talk about playlists. Yeah, because sports, if we're being honest, we're probably not going to talk sports very long unless something crazy happens in the NBA. Yeah, unless there's some trade stuff worth talking yeah, about, which they're signings, de- right? Which there may be some yeah, news. I mean, we're maybe some, yeah, maybe some, but that's like I could see that being like maybe 20 minutes, and that's being very, very generous unless there's a massive trade with like. Kyrie or right. something you know it's probably gonna be just hey here's some stuff and that's about it but uh yeah um I'm gonna actually send you yeah. the link for this birthday it's it's called birth cake remix of the remix I just did it as a joke birth no, no. cake <laughs> birthday cake the remix oh, no birthday cake okay. remix it's a it, it's right. a joke because it was uh it was off of an, an Aziz Ansari uh, comedy album where he's like birthday cake remix and so okay. I named it birthday cake remix the remix because this is like the second edition of it so right I have you last should... year still so you, you should put the link to it in the show notes when you put this up when I you will. put this out it's long it's like seven and a half hours long like it's <laughs> definitely not that gonna sounds be like me yeah it's definitely not gonna be... I tra- usually would try to keep this if I was gonna play this because. I take into consideration I'd be playing this probably not until later in the evening. So like say eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And then you probably want to go to at least like four or five hours is kind of what, what you want to shoot. If you're looking gotcha. for a party kind of thing. Um, my, just real quick. Okay. So the, the, the <laughs> craft beer bar is, is closing. Cause they're going to reopen a new location um, up the street, which is awesome. Cause it's going to have like an outside area and games and everything. But their last day to be open is this Thursday. So where I was going to go for my craft beers and everything after dinner, it's going to be closed. <laughs> so that's all. Yeah. So either we're going to have to choose another place, go get some play, uh, beers and just go back to the hotel or just have a few drinks then at the, the restaurant. So uh, I have faith that you will find your birthday beers. You will figure yes. it out. Hey, I one thing, one thing funny that uh, when I was going through some playlists last night, um, I have one called in the clouds uh that's the the moment for uh it sets the tone for you you can probably guess <laughs> <laughs> and uh i did not plan this i swear to god because i really i i thought of this Lawn del ray song i wanted to add to it last night and i think i might have added one other song yeah 
uh, a Kid Cudi song because I realized it wasn't on this list and I'm going to put it on there. And so when I checked the playlist, because uh, it tells you like the timeline, four hours, 20 minutes. <laughs> Isn't that just so perfect? Now you can't, you cannot add. <laughs> I can't add anything no, to it now. You can't. I, can, I feel like I can never add to it and it's amazing. Nope. So yep. I did, I, I, like I said, didn't even pay attention, but I went, I was like, I want to put this Solana song on there. And then I was like, I'm going to probably put that Kid Cudi song. And I didn't. So I was like, I'm going to add it. And then I happened to look at the timestamp and I was like, oh God, that's, that's, that's perfect. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. All right. Enough about playlists. Cause that's going to be yep. the topic for next week. Get ready for plays next time. Top yep. plays. Yeah. Top plays over and out.